Oh, so do you want me to intro it? Like <laughs> no, time? I mean, we can all just kind of... Is it the new... Is it the thing that's decided on that I'm going to intro it every time? Because I thought this was I don't a think that's true. I'll so. intro I'll Yeah, go ahead and intro this time. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Hello. We are at Crosscut Cinema. My name is Madison. I'm Logan. I'm Franny. I'm Bree. So, uh, we saw some movies. We did see recently. some movies. We, we saw lots movies. of movies. Oh, we did, yeah. Um, Ooh, I've seen, especially me. I've been seeing like waves and Richard. I've been doing double. I'm currently unemployed. <laughs> Unless you want to call this. So, so let's already let's let's yeah. get it let's get it right out there. <laughs> yes, I mean, so I don't know if you want to call this a job, but if so, I've been working overtime. Okay, because I saw waves. I saw Richard Jewell. I watched. I lost my body. I watched Klaus. We're gonna cover a lot of those, but today we're covering. Marriage Story and Honey Boy, Boy. which is oddly a lot of people's favorite in this room, as well as there's a lot of contention, so I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah, there's a lot of contention and a lot of, like, favorites about both of these. Like, I think we all have some (laughs) strong feelings about them. So, So, like, who are we? Like, Logan and I watch a lot of movies. We mm -hmm. know a lot about movies. Bridget is my girlfriend. Hi. Franny is my fiancé. Hi. (laughs) Checkmate. Who really isn't, like... As big into movies as everybody else in the room. It should be noted there's two laymans. That, that's yeah. not a negative like, term. No, I think, right. Like, well, we're going to agree somewhere in the middle. I think, yeah, I, I think, think I'm like, in we're the middle. Talk, we were talking about Mary's Meaning she only sees the middle of the film because she always falls asleep halfway through. Correct. Shut up. I always she's miss the, the middle. Oh, that's right. She misses Yeah, right. She wakes up for the end. <laughs> I do she's, wake I mean, end. she's seen Reservoir Dogs, and but not really. And mm. she's seen... Uh, Dogma, but not really. Not really. Listen, <laughs> if it's not, dogs, if it's about dogs, <laughs> and the falling asleep during it. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I really wouldn't like go out of my way to watch a movie before Logan. Essentially. Yeah, when we met, her favorite movies were like Twilight. I mean, that hasn't changed though. But that's fine. <laughs> I, I support that. Like, but, but, I don't think that's a bad thing. Whatsoever. But also now, one of your favorite movies is like Donnie Darko. Yeah, you've definitely yeah. gotten me more out of my comfort zone when like, it comes to watching movies. And I feel like I've watched them differently after being with you and hearing your opinions on them. You know? Like, when we were talking about Marriage Story earlier, before we got here, um... Bridget said, like, this isn't the type of movie that she would pick for herself to watch. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I was thinking about, like, what I would watch. And I think, like, probably thrillers or, like, horror movies Mm -hmm. are more my go-to. Because I like scaring myself. Um, And then typically I just go for a show. Like, yeah, like, and she yeah. said, like, like a drama is it like a drama, like, marriage story is a yeah. drama. See, isn't see something that you I, I don't, people call marriage story a drama, and it is, but it's almost, it's almost a love story about people who fucking hate each other. If you haven't seen it, it's kind of interesting. It's like a romance about people who despise one another. Like, the thing that's funny about this, that, that comment is, that Bridget and I were talking about this the other day. That, like, a favorite relationship dynamic in, like, fiction and cinema specifically is when it's two people that, like, either A, love each other so much that they fucking hate each other, or or B, hate each other so much that they love each other. Mm -hmm. But I actually, spoiler alert, I didn't like this movie that much. What? I didn't think it was that good. Well, spoiler alert for the rest of the fucking podcast, but I'm going to tell you why I like the movie. Yeah, spoiler alert, you're not going to like it either. (laughs) Spoiler alert, you might like it. You might not. I think everybody else on the fucking planet likes it. I think that the praise it's been getting 
isn't unfounded, but is pretty intense for the product you get. Uh, the score is incredible. I agree oh, yeah. with that. I don't yeah, think I that's. Agree. I don't think that's at all. And I think that um, you know it's kind of interesting. Cause I, I don't know if he's purposefully mirroring this, but the director is somebody who's in Hollywood and is kind of you know somebody who's been overlooked in the past. And he's married to somebody who's flying high with um, Greta, who just directed Lady Bird and directed Little Women. Mm-hmm. They're married. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't know if he means to reflect it in the film, but I think that he purposefully, like, that's him. Well, that and... That character. Well, that and the fact... What, like, which character do you feel like is him Adam? I, I, I think he's absolutely uh, Adam Charlie. Charlie. Well, yeah, yeah, because also he wrote this movie right after he divorced Jennifer Jason Leigh. Yeah, but the, the, the difference is the Jennifer Jason Leigh thing. I know that that wasn't exactly their dynamic. I know it's like partly based on it, mm-hmm. but I wonder if it's also him getting out some of the anxiety of like you're you're with someone successful. Are you going to be a big enough person to be like okay, this I need to step out of the way of what they're yeah. doing? You yeah, know? I think so. Or are you going to yuck their yum and be like, oh no, I hate the fact that you're doing it all. Yeah. Because there is, I mean, there's always jealousy in relationships, right? I mean, yeah. even even if you're totally, like, so happy for the other person, there's a part of you that's just like... That's just mm. human nature. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think, given who they were in the story as people, that they could have never worked out. Because some, because they both want to be in the limelight yeah. as a constant. And they weren't able to together in the film. And, like, I think that there's a lot in the movie about... <coughs> <laughs> She's been so wow. mean to her. Oh I have goodness. not. I'm very nice to Brian. Why don't you shout at me? <laughs> um, Brie, blink twice if you need help. <laughs> you guys didn't see it, but she blinked. She, actually, she winked with each eye, so I think she's trying to blink <laughs> twice. Brie is not a good winker. <laughs> Shut up. Why are you um, me out right now? But I think there's a lot in the movie, too, about, like, wanting and knowing what you want and mm. what it means to know what you want. And I think fundamentally when you have a person who knows what they want, a person who doesn't know what they want, then that's like a point of contention as mm-hmm. well in a new relationship. So like, I think that's certainly an aspect of it as well that like it prevented these people from ever working out. And the thing um, is, uh, what I love about this, sorry to interrupt you, I just want to say this one last thing before yeah. we get into it. The biggest thing that I really loved about this movie was that it had characters that were both likable and really unlikable. Like, yeah, really unlikable, but true. also so relatable. In the <laughs> sense that neither of them are right. They're yeah. both totally wrong. I I didn't find either of them likable, though not I even, will say. Not even in some situations. Not really. Like, I mean, I think I maybe liked Adam Driver's character, Charlie. He's a present father. And he's, he very much cares about his son. You I think I liked that. him more at the beginning, but then as the movie went on, I just liked him less and less. Though I will say that that was the character that I related to more. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like there were moments when I found myself relating to that character. I understand like the fear of like mortality and like feeling like you're losing time. And that character, Scarlett Johansson, the whole time was like, I, this is my last shot. This is my last go at it. I'm going to do it. So I, I can kind of relate to that because I feel like if, I, if I'm not reaching out and trying to do something amazing and then at one point I realize I'm like almost 40 or 35 or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I'm going to want to make that leap. I know and, something where they're blaming each other yeah. for like their setbacks too. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, I didn't. I, I just didn't relate to that character in the same way. I related to that Adam Driver character heavily. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Well, yeah, scene... I, I think we can all kind of fit our place, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's like, like, there's a scene later on in the movie where um, she says to him, like, you don't have the ability to perceive other people's desires, like, that are not yours. And I was like, well, how could he? And then I was like, oh, oh well, there it is. There you it? are. <laughs> well, there you are. Well, I'll be gosh darned. Another thing where we talk about, like, relationships and what relationships mean to other people. For Adam Driver, it, it and I and I think the way it should be for for a lot of people is that he pointed out you weren't you shouldn't be mad at me because I slept with someone else. You should be mad at me yeah. because I enjoyed someone else's company because yeah, I, I had a laugh. laugh with someone else. Yeah, and that's like the true definition that he he cared more about their camaraderie and their their, their speaking relationship and and living together than any sort of like sexual desire. Yeah, um, where I think she has a, like, there's, like, bits of, like, lustfulness in her personality. Where yeah. she was hyper-obsessed with the fact that he cheated. You know, she, even though she was trying to make sure she wasn't adultering for, like, her lawyer, she had yeah. that one guy <laughs> finger her in her car. That all that stuff just kind of gives off that she has a, has a need to be desired. Right. Whereas Adam Driver's character, I feel like, it wasn't ever about, like, the, the sexual desire as much as it was. Like, he's, you know, he's a little pretentious, but he's all, he feels everything yeah. deep. Because and he goes he into it even stimulated. Yeah, like. he, and she—they both cheated on each other. She left her emotional stimuli at the back door. Mm. She just became like a mother and didn't really care about anything else, which you know is a good thing to become a great mother. But she didn't. She stopped being a great wife. But then he did the thing that she didn't want him to do, and he, you know, he cheated, and physically was with someone and and cheated emotionally too. So there, there's some. But I can relate with Scarlett Johansson because she's like, you know. I gave up everything for you. And she did sacrifice a lot. And that's what makes that character relatable. But you're also like, well, you're fucking ruining his life now. You're an asshole. Well, the thing about her character, too, that, like, kind of was... that Like, the, what made me dislike her character is that she talks about... That it, like, you know, she's always done what other people want. And I, and, like, I think I texted you this. I was like, it's not fucking... Let's see if I can find what I said to you. I, I, yeah, you did. She was texting me the whole time she was watching I was. this movie. I was also, I'm pretty sure I was asleep. So I woke were. up at like 2 a.m. or like 1 a.m. or something. Or, or maybe I was like texting and then I fell asleep in the middle of it. Let me see. But I was just loving her comments because I was like, I knew she was going to fucking think that. I knew when you went to go watch it because that's kind of like how I perceived it the first time I saw it. Not saying that you're going to change on the second watch. But it was really powerful to watch it with Franny. Who, I mean, I don't want to give away anything about your life, but I, she she had things in the film where she could yeah, relate like, to it. Yeah, like, I'm a child mm-hmm. of divorce from a very volatile situation. Holy shit, I don't know. And I just can't. It was... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It was uh, kind of weird, because, like, I saw a lot of, I guess, my parents and, like, some aspects of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, I don't really remember their divorce at all. I was, I was young. Um... Well, you have a high... She has a really high regard for her father. And when yeah. she saw a really present father who loved being a father, and that, was, yeah. that was endearing, the fact that he was excited. I definitely saw yeah. a lot of my dad in that. Mm-hmm. To be a dad, character. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And just kind of like the hardships he faced of like dealing with my, my mother during a divorce and everything and dealing with being a father... That and like watching him get steamrolled by the fact that he is the father. Yeah. And like watching like him here again and again that, like, she's gonna get custody and everything and, like, watching, like, the little shit 
that like and the underhandedness yeah, of Doris. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. The underhandedness that she was pulling that like makes her character a little less redeemable. I don't know. I saw a lot of that related. Yeah. Part. So 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 what are you okay? So we're we're gonna step aside from the idea that the whether the film is is good or bad. Wait, do you want to hear the text that I sent to yes, you? Yes, let's see. I said like first. it is not Adam Driver's fault that you've never made an assertive decision in your life referring to. <laughs> Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Exactly. And like she sure, it's it's not his fault in the sense of her entire life, but he didn't presently want to hear a change. He didn't want to work on that. And you, well, you, you have to assert it. Too. If you want it, you have to assert it. You well, can't she, just say, she, maybe to be should... fair, she did. She said, I want to move to California. And he she passed did. it off like it wasn't a big deal. She said she wanted to have him do this, do that. And then when she started being <laughs> assertive, you know, maybe she went a little overboard with the store-bought ninja. By the way, that's my favorite meme. Now, Store Bot Ninja. I think that's the greatest thing ever. Well, like, the thing is, he what? says nothing. Um, I was just saying, like, he shows a lot of, like, how, like, he doesn't like change. And just, like, the little things he does. Like, when they're, like, about to serve those divorce papers when he comes in and, like, kisses her instantly, that part. Yeah, and he, and he hugs It just his, shows her he's mother. a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, yeah. she's somebody that, like... You know, like, kind of like a wanderluster, like, thinks that the grass is always greener on the other and, side. And it is fair to say that his life is exponentially better at yeah. the beginning of the film. I mean, he's getting a Ooh, show yeah. that's going to Broadway. Yeah. You know, he's got, you know, he's got, he's about to become single, essentially, which sounds like good in theory. I'm sure he, he that definitely crosses his mind. He's got a cool kid. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's a big-time director now. So... When he walks in, he wants things almost to stay status quo. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially you realize that when the divorce papers come up, he doesn't, he just now processing like, oh, this is some real shit. Okay. This is really happening. Well, and like, there's, there's like, regarding the LA thing, like, there's a moment when he says, like, one of the lines that I thought, like, I kind of liked best in the movie was when he says it was something we discussed the way that we discussed getting something from behind the couch or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Because that one shows, like, how how kind of trivial he thinks of it as being. But then, like, two, it makes you question how much she asserted that it was something that she wanted. Yeah. yeah. You know, was right. it something that you she said, it is very, very, very important to me that we move out to L.A. and I'm not going to be happy? Well, to be fair, he things fell on deaf ears with him. Right, yeah, yeah and you, I think and that's... you see that through yeah. when he goes and talks to the lawyers. Yeah. When everybody's telling him, hey, you know, your life's about to change forever. You need to get your get shit in gear. He's like, no, like, things are fine. He's dismissive even with the most volatile information. I mean, he was being told by those lawyers, she is going to take everything. And he didn't take it seriously which at all. They I, again, yeah, I just felt that he was just naive. Yeah, which they should but, again, too. But, but, they but, were talking to her lawyer, and um, they were talking about the L.A. thing, and she was like, and talking about how they were supposed to move back to, like, New York after mm-hmm. this whole thing. And her lawyer says something about, like, how when it's something he wants, it's an agreement. But when it's something she wants, when it's, it's something Nicole wants, it's a conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. I, I think you can only claim naivety so much when somebody's sitting there telling you, this mm-hmm. is going to change your life forever. Ugh. Gosh. Yeah. Sorry, I turned up um. <laughs> So, we've sort of done, like, cursory opinions, I guess. Um, but, I actually, we haven't, because I, I, well, there's one other thing. I, want, I wanted to hear okay. what Bridget had to say. Oh, But yeah. also, I want to just get this platform out real quick first. Now, we all 
we all disagree on whether it's a great movie, a good movie, whatever. Yeah. But do you agree that there is an important message within the film? Or do you think that this message is also kind of like, you know, whatever? Because for me, I feel like it really resonated with communication. Like, yeah. that communication is so important in a relationship. And, you know... There's actually things in my life where I was like, oh, hey, maybe I need to work on that. Like, it shows you kind of the bare bones of people. Do you guys think that it has value in that regard? Or do you still think it's just a work of fiction, maybe a little pretentious? What is your guys' thoughts? Mm, let's let Bridget go first. Because um, I'm still I'm formulating. <laughs> so, I think that the, um, the message of communication is important. A lot of people don't. Yeah, because, I mean, I've well. been hearing from, like, critics, like, it's a great movie, but it's overly pretentious with this message, and I'm like, this message rung for me. Like, yeah. it's, it was a strong message, and it was a really reflective message. Yeah. Um, a lot of people need to hear it, but I found it really hard to relate with any of the characters. Um, I didn't have as many characters to relate to, I guess. So like we were talking about how we kind of saw a bit of ourselves in the other and there and them, but you didn't. I didn't quite get that. Hmm. Um, well, that sounds like you might be the Adam Driver character then. I might be. I might just be like <laughs> you might be Adam Driver. You, you know. Because um, um, I I think that there is elements of selfishness in every yeah. relationship yeah. on both sides, no matter definitely. what people want to hear. And that movie was like just that that, that it really perfectly captured that. Definitely. Of like, oh, you you think this way, or you think that way. And they really had, if you hated the characters, you hated both. If you liked the characters, you liked both. I don't think that someone was trying to build up Adam Driver's character as like the good guy, or Scarlett Johansson's as the good guy, because mm. it's, sometimes it's not that clean. I don't know, like, do you feel like, like, if you had to nail it down, Bridget, and say like, the message of this movie was... I don't know. Um... There were a lot of different things going on, I think, and um, kind of putting differences aside for your child yeah. was something I saw. I was not sure if it was the main message, but kind of directing. Like, that, just, that just came to my mind, sorry. <laughs> but I also saw, like, it really represented maturity in children like you yeah, know kids yeah. aren't as like dumb or or lucid as people think they are mm -hmm. this kid knew everything going on yeah hey let's have two different rides at the jaws thing or, or like oh hey i want to spend time with you this weekend i want to live here like this kid yeah was yeah, pretty hyper aware but whenever there's a divorce portrayed in film it's always like he doesn't understand. He's just angry in the corner. Like this kid was full accepting. He literally didn't shed a tear. Which I yeah, like no, that like, he because knew. it shows that like, which another thing that's relatable for me. It shows that like, a marriage isn't always better if they stay together for mm -hmm. the kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it shows that like a kid can adjust mm -hmm. and they're yeah. fine and they are a conscience being mm -hmm. and like. When the lawyers kept talking about how, like, you're not winning or losing, you're doing what's best for your kid. Or his yeah. one, like, first lawyer, the mm -hmm. old man. Yeah, I love that guy. Which, um, I really appreciate it because a lot of the time it does get kind of turned into winning or losing. Yeah, and, and like, that's the mentality people have, and it's gross. 
And, like, for me, what I took from it was that, like, like, more than the message about just communication, more, like, for me, like, the message I got from it was, like, sometimes it just doesn't work out. That, that's definitely a message within yeah. it. And it was, like, you know, you can love a person, but sometimes shit just does not work out. Like, and it shows that they still like, love you each just other are not, like, little actions. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you were just trying to, like, sometimes you were just not supposed to be with a person, and that's fine. A really, really funny list on Letterboxd, and it was movies that Scarlett Johansson tied someone's shoes in this year, and it was just, it was just Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> that's really story, funny and It was to the me. number one list on Letterboxd. I love that. <laughs> I like, I like how it shows, like, her little care for them still. And I think it's an important message, like, you're saying, like, the main message we got from it at the point of our lives where me and Logan are in, like heading into like getting married and everything. I feel like this was an important movie to watch too. Yeah. One of the first things we talked about right after was just like, you know, one of the things that people don't even think about when they're getting married or about to get married is you have to have a conversation, not only about loving each other, cause that's obvious. Yeah. But you have to know what each other wants. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something that people skip over because they're so infatuated with one yeah. another. Like we'll want the same thing always. No, Which isn't the get case. it out there. Yeah. There are things that we make sacrifices for with each other. Exactly, and you don't want to grow film, to be in a state where you're resenting the other person because they don't know your wants and desires and aren't reaching Or because they held goal. you back from getting yeah. something This film did show, and especially in the Adam Driver character, somebody not communicating that information. Yeah. Like, yeah. he yeah. really didn't care what she wanted in the beginning because his opinion was, oh, she just wants to be with me. Yeah. She just wants to be in New York. Every other scene, you want to live in New York. Our life in New York is great, but it's not great for both of them. Yeah. And it's not what she always wanted. And they and could then, have talked about that beforehand. And then, like, he has the, the, when he says, when they're having their big fight, like, I'm in my 20s. I could have had all this. I could have been doing all this, but I didn't. And I gave up so much for you. Well, like, did you ever tell her mm-hmm. that you wanted to be having that kind of life? Or mm-hmm. did you just assume that it wasn't in it for you? And, like, and I think that that message is important, but, like, is it... And here's the thing. It's so unfair to turn to somebody and be like, hey, I know we gave up our social lives for each other, but you stopped me from doing this. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. She graced you with a marriage that right. you guys thought would work out, and it didn't. This, it's, it's like she said. She already lost because she wanted to be married in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I did like that line. Yeah. First. And like, and so I guess the question that you asked was like, is, is there, is there a good message? Is there like a resonant message? And, and not only that, but is, is there a against the grain message? Because there's a lot of films that I don't think tackle communication and relationships in life like this film does. Yeah. Definitely. Because it's I mean, hard to make that film without making two people that are unfucking likable on the screen the whole movie. Yeah, and I think that, and I think it has that like for it, and I think that, and I think that it's telling a different kind of story, where it's like you know, you might you might end up hating someone that you loved at one point, and like that's okay, and like that doesn't and. And, like, sometimes things just don't work out. And I think that that is, like, a different message, and I liked it. But, like, did it particularly resonate with me? Like, no. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I don't think that's because of what the message was. I think that's because of there are things that I did not like about the movie. Okay, so. I don't know. Bridget, you never really answered. I don't remember what the question was anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're so, like, focused in did there. Did this film's message 
now it's not necessarily about resonating, although that's a good point. Do you think that the message was important? And do you think that the message was also against the grain of other films? Like, it was unique? Mm. Um, so something I wrote down a lot, because I took notes. I took, like, five pages of Yeah, notes. we see you're, like, flipping through this notebook. I'm like, oh, man, we got a lot of content over here. Um, I just kind of... I'm an English major. I'm a creative writing major, actually. And so one of the big things that we are taught is when going through other people's work is to kind of take notes um, when you're looking at elements of craft and otherwise, and I tried to look at this through craft as well as, um, as just, like, the content, um, but, so it just helps me kind of keep my thoughts together, but I just, I tended to make a lot of notes about, like, being, like, Sorry, but my dog just like sneezed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about being Spoiler alert, there's two dogs. In yeah, they've just been cuddling <laughs> us. Anyway. Um, about like kind of living, who you're living for. Like, is something I'm, especially the very beginning of the film, I made a lot of notes about like, she talks about like, I've, you know, I've been alive for like Charlie. I've been, you know, living for my son. Um, and like, you know, I've been going from, like, what Charlie wants to do, and now my mom's telling me what to do. Yeah. I kind of, like, it makes me, like, think maybe, like, what do you want to do? Um, and sort of, like, acting on that. And, like, yeah, like, we were kind of talking about before, like, what it means to be, to, like, want something. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think it's funny, it's an interesting uh, thing that you took notes, and then, like, this movie is actually, like, widely uh, written around, like, those two notes in the beginning, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> it, it also is, like, a character-showing moment, yeah. where Adam Driver's character wants to share the note, mm-hmm. he almost, yeah. like, almost like he wants to show off. Yeah, he's like, <clears throat> I think I'm a good writer. She doesn't want to share the note, because I think that his you know, their their relationship crumbling like that, she doesn't emotionally trust putting that out there. Yeah. And, and having I think him she, know how she feels. Yeah, and I think that she, at that point, has a certain level of, like, resentment towards yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And it also shows how, like... And Bridget said, like, too, she was like, sorry. Oh, you're good. She's like, I know those notes are going to come back in it. Yeah. That she was, was like, that's going to be a thing. Yeah, that was a great, but that's one of the best reincorporations I've seen yeah. in a long but time. But it also yeah. shows how domineering he can be versus how, like, meek she is, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. she doesn't want her opinion super known. Mm-hmm. And that kind of became the downfall of their marriage, and he is so, like, domineering in his opinions and, like, takes charge of the situation. Right. <clears throat> I mean... Sorry. No, go ahead. He's a director for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. that was perfect, perfect character for that. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of guy and like later on, I made a note that she like, like she changed her hair, and he's like still trying to control yeah, it, like, yeah. her. Absolutely. With that, uh, another... and like the whole thing with like the notes on yes. the performance, Absolutely. the last performance she was in. He was yeah. just dying to share his notes. Absolute like, control freak. Yeah. Oh, I loved how like it showed like she was acting right there in front of him, with like letting him say the notes and everything, and then she turns that corner and just starts crying. Yeah, she says, Silent. "I I can't force tears," but in re- in reality, yeah. she was in turn 
doing the like, opposite. Yeah, yeah. she right. was holding back tears because she was putting on a show for him. She was being herself <clears> and <throat> she turned that corner. Yeah. And, like, I will say that was, like, the most, like, un- that that early scene where he's, like, desperate to give her the note was, like, the most uncomfortable scene in the movie for mm-hmm. me because that is me 100%. Absolutely. Oh, same. it like, is, yeah. That's same, Not same to come for you, but I mean, you did that. Oh, it is. Quiet. No, that, no I'm, I'm the same way, too. I'm so hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, like, and, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I do it to myself, too. It's yeah. not just you, Bridget. Yeah. No, that is how you are, though. As, and I'm hypercritical myself yeah. the same way. Where yeah, I'm, and she's like, he won't be able to sleep unless you give it to me. And I'm like, big mood. And one of the ways he's also hypercritical is you see, like, when he's when he pulls his first lawyer aside, and he goes, she's winning. And then when he talks to, you know, her in his apartment, he's like, she, you're winning. That is a pure yeah. sign of somebody who's hypercritical and feels like they, mm-hmm. they are the ones who should be winning. Because yeah. they're the ones... Yeah, and you see in that moment when when they're doing like the montage of scenes when they're reading the notes and she talks about him being competitive, like you see him turn away and it's like, God damn it, Charlie. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) that's how it'd be. But um, Um, let's talk about what everybody else is actually talking about. Because most people who saw this movie aren't talking about its its worth. They're talking about the performances. Yeah. And how I mean, should we like should we summarize it all, do you think? Do you think we should the the whole film? No, I think people who are listening to this, they should see the whole movie. Oh, um, if you haven't caught on, there will be spoilers in this podcast. <laughs> and if you haven't seen the whole Spoiler movie, alert. Fuck this, we are a we are a cinem, we're like a cinematic club. If you we want to talk about the film after the fact. Yeah. So, if and we're now we're analyzing it with you guys. If you guys want to leave comments, we're definitely going to read all the comments because we we'll probably have like six. So we're going to read them all. We're baby podcasts. Yeah, we're baby podcasts. We're baby. I think but, the um, dog just farted. We're, we're baby. Awesome. Go get, some air, go get some air fresher. We're, uh, Jesus Christ. Brief pause oh on my end. The dog my, farted. My dog farted. The dog had a moment where he farted and made everybody basically throw up. And also we were discussing whether we were going to talk about personal matters in people's lives and we decided yes. Yes, we so, will. I've got it. trauma. So so let me let me just get through this little bit before we get to the trauma because I want to get our ratings and then we'll go into why Franny relates to this movie so much. So, yeah, well I mean I think we should talk too about like I want to talk about the academy stuff. So okay. right now and it's pretty much because every single film at the Oscars it always is whatever movies about Hollywood or actors. This film is kind of that way. Yeah. And Adam Driver is, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion, like the front runner for the best performance of the year, as well as Scarlett Johansson is like the second choice. Mm. So what I want to ask you guys is, we talked about the music. Obviously, it's great. The editing's great. What did you guys think about the performances? I thought they were really good. I mean, I thought... I thought Adam Driver did a really good job. I usually like Adam Driver. I think he's great. So, like, I I wasn't surprised to find that he did a good job. And Scarlett Johansson as well. I mean, for all the things that I didn't like about the movie, and I'll say them, you know, when we get to that, Mm -hmm. but for all the things that I didn't like about the movie, the performances were not one. I mean, yeah. Though I will say, Bridget said to me, she said, I didn't know Adam Driver could sing. And I was like, can he? So, like, there's oh, that. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? Oh. It's not good. Like, so, the point, the, point the point of the song. The point of the song has nothing to do yeah. with any of that. I know, I know. It shows how relatable his character is, because who the fuck can he? He had, like, a, he had like a Professor Higgins moment at the end yeah. of My Fair Lady kind of thing, except 
she didn't come back. You know? Yeah, I mean, That's I essentially know. the scene is he, he just kind of sung out like, oh, I am a fucking douche. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, but no, I like all jokes aside about his singing, which isn't good. Um, I, well, I, one of the ones that bothers me, um, though, is that a lot of people are talking about Laura Dern for the supporting. Wait, hold on. Who the fuck's Laura Dern? That's the mother. Okay, I couldn't remember if she was the mom or mm-hmm. Nora. Yeah, she's the mom. What I feel you, like I didn't get a lot from her. That's what's so frustrating is that they yeah. want to... I, I, this is just the way you know people are talking. This cast might get like a full nomination, like across the board. Oh. And I don't see that at all. I hardly see. I like Scarlett Johansson, but like the the killer force for me was Adam Driver in the film. Yeah, I mean, I thought that Adam Driver did a really good job, but I also want to say that like. I think in the script, Scarlett Johansson is a lot less likable than he is, especially early on. I think it's such a perception, because I yeah, liked, well, I liked I her plenty fine for a lot of scenes, and I mean, I guess the divorce stuff, but at the same time, you see that she's back-ended into having an aggressive divorce by people in her life. Yeah. And trusting and so, this lawyer. Yeah, and so, like, and I think that, like, you being able to see her being pushed into it, and being able to see that she, that she functions when other people tell her what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that your ability to see that really is, like, something that Scarlett Sorry, Johansson Sorry, my dog carries. is lopping up water in the background. Yeah, he's just real fucking thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that Scarlett Johansson, like, carries that character really well, who's not likable in a lot of moments. Yeah. And, like, and I think about the scene where she, like, hooks up with that guy, and she's like, I'm changing my whole fucking life. Yeah. And, like, I love that little moment for That's her. I was moment. like, good for you, yeah. bitch. And she, like, stamps her foot, like. But, um. I don't know. What do you think, Bridget? Well, just going off of that scene a little bit, I was thinking that, like, you mentioned that it was, like, to not be um, adulterous. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought that it was just because she was like, yeah. I'm going to get, like, the pleasure I want. I don't want to have to do anything. Yeah, that that's, it's, it's actually yeah. double layered. Yeah. But, you know, the big thing is, like, she gets what she wants. And she's but commanding also, what she normally doesn't. They're not yeah. technically divorced mm-hmm. yet. Divorced? Divorced. He can't say it. It's great. He's got a little bit of an accent sometimes. Say theater. No, I'm not saying Say that. theater. No, say ketchup. Fuck you. That's not how you pronounce it. Anyway. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> okay. Regardless, um, it, it's got a double meaning. So, yeah. um, I, I love that scene. It shows, like, her yeah. taking control... But it also shows her underhandedness, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I mean, mean, I'm with you, Madison. I feel she's less likable. Okay, but there's a reason for that. There's a reason I feel she's less likable. Do you want to just jump into that? Yeah. So, Wait, so, I want to I go back to the Laura Dern thing, though. Yeah. Oh, Laura Dern, yeah. Because, I, I mean, can I get away from that? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I just didn't get much from her. Actually, the one... Whoever played Nora... Oh, God, Nora. I thought that she was a better... At least, I think I'm getting that right. You know, I haven't really checked myself on this. Give me one second. <laughs> hey, Wouldn't it be funny hey, if I was listeners, like... if you know who Laura Dern is, yeah, could you please write like, go ahead and send us an email to... <laughs> what the fuck is the email address? I'm pretty sure it's still... Cross country. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. Email? Don't I'm right. say that. It's that one. Yeah. That's not the mom. Wrong. That's Nora. That's Nora. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, you're right. Okay. Look. Was, okay, all right. All so, right. I'm sorry, Laura Dern. I was getting it confused. I thought you were talking about the sister. When you're saying Nora. I forgot Nora was the lawyer. Remember, yeah. you guys have seen this movie an hour ago, so I'm having some issues with it. wasn't an hour ago. Nora it was an hour ago. You're right, we had to go an hour. But no, before. okay, then I understand Laura Dern, because she did give a good performance yeah, as she did. that But we're talking, we're talk- think about the people that are up for supporting actor this year. Yeah, well, Brad I, don't, Pitt I don't think that she should win. Or supporting actress, Brad too. Pitt. 
win. Supporting actor and actress. If we're talking about like the, the main awards that do guy and girl, yeah, or yeah. if we just even separate it, I, I just don't think, especially with Bombshell coming out and the pe- things that people are saying about that, I just don't see why she's in the conversation. Yeah. Because there, she probably has like a collective seven, ten minutes on screen. Yeah. And I mean, I think that there are a good seven to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but uh, by that extension, I actually like Ray Liotta's performance better. And I, he's definitely same. not in the conversation. And he was great. Yeah, I thought he was good. Like, what I a mean, scumbag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think, I think as far as the supporting cast, there wasn't really a lot, which is fine, because it's not, that's not the kind of movie it was. I mean, honestly, the the kid in the movie did yeah, a really good job. he did a really good job. Uh, I was thinking that. No? I have a different opinion as far as the kid goes. I've been, I've been spoiled with really, oh. like, amazing kid actors this year, though, so... What's your opinion of him? I thought he was good. He was fine. He was fine. Passable for the story. I I mean, but yeah, I'm not trying to I'm him. not trying to slam on this kid or anything. I'm just saying that this year with like child performance, it was amazing. And Jojo Rabbit, like, oh my god. I don't think the kid had to be like super great in this one. Wow, this kid's gonna send us a death. <laughs> yeah, this kid's just like, what the fuck did you say about me, bitch? Do you, you know who I am? Attention. <laughs> fuck, you know. But um, nobody's no, he's not getting nominated, so it's fine. Um. Um. Yeah. But. Uh, so, the thing is, is I don't know if this film, because this is one of the best years of film, like, in yeah. my lifetime. It's been yeah. incredible. I just don't see even a Best Picture nomination, per se, although I really liked it. But it's going to get, it's not only getting nominated for Best Picture, it has a good chance of winning. And Adam Driver is almost a lock. The only real, like... Chain in the cog is, is the only really off chance is Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. I will find it so upsetting if this movie gets Best Picture. Yeah, definitely. But Not even because I didn't like it that much, which I didn't, but but because there are so many this movies year is that were so good. It's like, it just doesn't, it wouldn't make sense. So before we get into um, impending trauma... <laughs> let's 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 give our kind of ratings of the film. Okay, yeah. And we for, can talk about things we liked and disliked. Because I, I mean, like, I... I think the things that I didn't like about it are valid. Yeah, for me, it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty high up there. I'd say it's, like, my fifth favorite film of the year, for me specifically, just because it's, like, outside of, like, what I think the general opinion should be, this is, like, one of my little favorites, mm-hmm. and I would say it's, like, a 8 out of 10. Okay. For me. So, you like to give things on a number scale. I mm-hmm. like to give, I like to letter grade. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um... So, I would give this, like, a good C-. minus. Jesus Christ. I did not that's like, like it that so much. If you like, break it down like, in numbers, go- that's, like a, that's like a 5 out of 10. I mean, sure. <laughs> like, like, I thought it was average. Like, I liked it fine. It didn't really do it for me. Even with that score? That score was great. I mean, I like the score, but again, like, I'm taking it as a, as a whole thing that did it work well together. And there were just many times in this movie where things just didn't fit. Like, I really feel, and I think I'm in the minority on this, like, both in this room and, like, in the world at large, I did not like those musical numbers. I just, they did not belong in that movie to me. Oh, you mean the the end? The the song at the end? Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about when fucking, they both sang the songs from Company. At the end? I mean, near the the end. end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just did not feel like those belonged in that movie. And I, and I understand the inclusion of them. Like, I understand what they represented 
in the way that they that they showed the changes in those characters. Mm-hmm. But I honestly feel like it is. So you don't think a, a movie about a, a Broadway director and a former Broadway actress singing Broadway songs makes sense in the film? I mean, I think that it. I think <laughs> I'm not yeah. even trying to be a jerk. I'm just like, no, well, no, I don't. Who I the think... fuck else would sing them though? Well, I think that them singing them at all, it just felt out of place. It just felt like a scene that I didn't need to know that they were feeling the way that they were feeling. The whole film was so, like, steeped in realism that I think that that theatrical moment is kind of what had that, like, magic movie moment for me. Like, that and the note at the end. I think it's just a little jarring, Yeah, it's supposed to kind of shake you in that way because it's, it's a moment of realization. And it's a total twist. Of the film, because after that moment, the rest of the film is up on that like you know not happy ending, but but kind of an, a realization. And I think that I think that I didn't I didn't need those two musical numbers to tell me that that shift was happening. Okay, but um, like, here's my argument: is that would you well, rather I mean, be that musical moment, or would you rather be someone in the film being like, "We've really changed"? Because there's a lot of I movies that talk that really either. stupidly to people. I think that this is a great mix of it's very entry level for someone who likes film but isn't you know very critical it's something that people can like so it, but it doesn't beat anybody over the head who really understands film either. I've felt beat I don't know at times I, like, I, let me say this like let me say this okay like I feel that I did not need those musical numbers to be there whatsoever mm-hmm. to know how those characters were feeling if if you had shown me the party scene without the musical number I would have known that she feels relieved to be through with it all and the way that she's viewing marriage now. And similarly, I I already intuitively knew the way that Adam Driver's character was feeling about everything. I mean, that scene well, right before... I, I do make the he, argument, though, that the Scarlett Johansson one especially, it, it lets you know that Adam Driver didn't die. <laughs> so there is that. It's an early onset of, like, he didn't bleed out on the ground, he's fine. Yeah. Because you wouldn't be sitting there dancing and singing. Right. I mean, yeah, so, but like... So that's why it's jarring, too. We go from absolute desolation. He falls on the ground. He's bleeding out. His kid's spilling milk on the floor and not taking what's happening, like, and understanding it. And then in the next scene, it's all upbeat. It's all, like, upbeat, uh-huh. bright colors, yeah. everything. That is a great transition. That's not jarring for the sake of being jarring, but jarring for the sake of relaying a message without outwardly being like, he lost. He sure lost. If anything, the lawyer explained to him, like, you're going to get 45, 55. That was beating over the head. Because, like, okay, we fucking understand that he's yeah, not I just, Yeah, I just felt like I didn't need... I Like, I didn't need those musical numbers to be there. I didn't want those musical numbers to be there. And, like, this very long scene of Adam Driver just singing, like... I loved it. I, I, loved I mean, it that's too. fine. I just, I just didn't... It just did not do it for me. It just did not affect me in any way. I don't know. Maybe it's because it was, I don't. I'm not like that big of a musical theater. It's also a great reflection, right? Way. It's a great reflection in the sense that, like, the last big thing. You, I mean, there's a little bit of a scene in between, but the last big thing you see Scarlett Johansson's character do is that musical number, and it's like an, it's it's the com- as far as the comedy songs go, it's not like the most like fucking dour song ever, and it's at his expense. You know, the the song is yeah. a joke, kind of like fuck you. Yeah. To then see on the flip side, she's in bright, sunny California where there's so much space. Mm-hmm. He's then in a dark little yes, yeah, dive yeah. with no space, singing essentially like a miserable realization. Yeah. But like, I I could have gotten those contrasts minus 
the musical. I think and the, I think here's, the music made it. And here's the thing, it. like the thing about it too, is that I think it's kind of cheap to use someone else's work. Oh, I don't. I don't agree with that at to all. To say what you are already trying to say, I feel like that. Like everything else that had already happened. Uh, I mean, there, there's there's soundtracks and films. Well, and, yeah, but like to have those characters blatantly singing. But it wasn't that blatant because I guarantee you, there's people out there that it wasn't blatant to them. It was explanative to them. Like they they understood what was being said because of the music, yeah. not in spite of the music. Like not as annoyed by it. Um, yeah, you get I that because, and, I, and I, I understand where you're coming from because I have those scenes in movies where I'm like, okay, like Joker was a big one, and I don't want to get into that right now, but Joker had a scene that was just like, oh my fucking God, I get it. And this movie, for me, wasn't like that, but I see where you're coming from. And there were other scenes, too. And not just the musical ones. I did, like, mostly what was, what was with it for me is that, like, I actually quite liked the tone of the movie up until that point. Mm -hmm. And then those those two songs were just, like, a weird tonal shift to me. Mm -hmm. And I, and like, I, I heard the point that you made about it being, like representative but I didn't feel that it needed that and something that Bridget noted too was that she didn't like the ending and I want to let wow, you talk really? about that wow really? you don't like the ending? no it felt I mean it's a hard like, movie to end I'll give it that like, yeah gonna, I mean it's yeah, a hard I mean, to yeah. like it's just the beginning of their new life but why didn't yeah. you like it? Tell, tell, tell the room um so I just didn't I didn't feel like it felt it just felt too neat to me really i mean like i don't get that at all but i, I mean uh, i see what you're, i mean like, literally in the sense that it was neat as in that she like tied his shoes yeah i mean it all got i tied mean that's up. in the literal <laughs> I mean, yeah. and that but that's the thing is that that was the literal shape for you like that was the okay things are tied up people have understandings compromises were made yeah. she was supposed to have custody that night she was supposed to have like time that night she, she made the compromise of, I'm going to go ahead and let you take him tonight. He made the compromise of, I'm in California now, and I'm going to be for a while. That compromise brings them together. And it almost shows how, like, maybe if they would have compromised like this during their marriage, they would have been together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I was interested in what you were saying earlier, though, about it being, about it being... I enjoy him, the, the literal sense of him being out of the band, though. I loved that little, like, bit. I, I, I love that intention. Mm. And that, you know, like, it's his family, but he's out of the band. Like, he's yeah. no longer a part of that lifestyle of living around his mother-in-law, living with his wife, living with his kid. Things aren't like that anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's literally shown to you by the fact that they offered him to be a kicked-out member of the band in the right. film. That's incredible. I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted you to say more about, like, why, about, you, like, how you felt, how you felt about the ending. Like, I felt that it was, um, kind of, like, not quite, like, they're like, well, we gotta, gotta give it a happy ending, or a semi-happy ending, so then they kind of were like, well, this is compromised, and he drives off into the sunset with his child, and I don't know, um, again, this is not really the type of movie I typically watch, um... And I don't have any opinions on how they could have done it better. <laughs> so, like... I feel like it shows how unhappy the ending, though, is. Because, like, 
you see her like almost kind of like lust for what if in her eyes. Both, both of them. Yeah, both of them, yeah. both of them. Because like he's finally out here. Like he like walks into his own house. He's like looking at the photos. There's the and, note scene, which is just like Jesus yeah, and everything. Eyes. And like he starts thinking about what if, and then like she starts thinking about what if, and like seeing him be a good dad. Like it just shows like their love for each other, and shows how like nothing is. Tied up, I guess. I, I see it entirely different than you. Like, it yeah. shows how, like, this is real. And, like... This is how we're going to tie up the story, but... But it, it's none, not... None of their emotions yeah. are tied up as neatly into mm-hmm. a moment. Because she was mm-hmm. yeah. how the story was. And here's the thing. If you're somebody who doesn't like reincorporation in films, you're a fucking hate this movie. It is loaded to the brim with reincorporation. I like it sometimes. Yeah. I, think it, I think it did... It worked really well here. Yeah. Yeah, well. I agree. And you didn't I, shove it down your throat. For right? me, actually, though, I feel like this movie should have cut off. And I know you're going to hate this. I feel like this movie should have cut off after Adam Driver's song. <laughs> I, I, like, that's <laughs> yeah. not where I want it to end. But I did think I do think that the movie's a little long. I think it goes on a little long. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, got, it's got a little you bit of... You get a little tired of it. it. I watched it in three bursts, basically. When I watched it the first time, I, like, had to pause, like, twice. Well, then Irishman's gonna be a fucking very moment. Soon. I know, I'm gonna fucking die. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mark. Um, but, um... Mark so, so, listening. so, Bridget. But, anyway. Yeah. Your rating. Your actual physical rating. Wait, one thing I want to say, in order to back me up... Yeah. Mm-hmm. ...is that Bridget and I were watching this movie, mm-hmm. and we paused. We had to stop and go do something right after... He cuts his arm and he's on the floor. Uh, yeah. And so she was like, when we hit play, it was like we were watching a different movie. It yeah. felt very. Well, that yeah. speaks to my also, point. but that speaks to why you don't like the the, the numbers because the best it's part to feel like is that it's the contrast supposed to happen suddenly. Yeah. You're supposed to be processing. I mean, she was literally screaming like, "Oh my god, is he dead? Oh my god, is he okay?" Whatever. I never thought that he was dead. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a big enough cut. Well, it was actually, and like the fact that he felt that. I don't know. I don't. You can bleed out from anywhere. I'm. Yeah. Just, I'm not gonna. I mean, we I, were laughing at that scene. And like, like, kind of like funny. funny. I, I, there is funniness to it. There's yeah. almost like a. There's almost like a, maybe just 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 a hint of um. Oh my god, he's, he's escaping me. The director that I love but also don't like at all. Struggling. Grand Budapest. Uh, oh, Wes, Wes Anderson. Anderson. I that guess. was almost that Wes Andersony moment. I but, didn't get that at all. But then I like Wes Anderson movies. I didn't like this one. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You didn't say you didn't no. Like I it. didn't like it as much as everyone else likes it. Like I feel like I log on to fucking Letterboxd or whatever, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "This movie is so yeah. good, it's yeah. so real." I, I will like, say that it's it's in my top five, but that is like. Changing daily, like because these the films this year. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, and now I'm, I'm gonna like, ask again. Your rating? Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to say that Bridget defended my point. That's fine. We already knew that. I mean, well, maybe had I, I watched. Maybe had I watched it going beginning like, to end. I mean, like if I hadn't, if we hadn't had to go and run some errands. Yeah, that definitely um, will. I mean, yeah, unplanned intermission can yeah. ruin any movie. So. Um, so, my rating was probably 6 or 7 out of 10. Okay, that's like, not, I, that's I better had, than Madison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I feel in very strongly. I enjoyed it. I get it. I didn't particularly relate to any of the characters yeah. as much as I feel like I could have. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, like, I enjoyed it, though. I enjoyed the insertion yeah, of the... Yeah, no one here is saying, like, it is a dog shit movie. <laughs> I think even Madison, who is, like, super critical, is like... No, I did not not like this movie. I thought it was a fine Netflix movie. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that, the way you that said hurt. that. That was just a kick in the dick. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it was a Netflix movie, and it but was it, but fine. It, it, it was, but, I mean, all right. Now, now we I have, feel like that could have been... Now we got a point of contention here. It doesn't matter if the movie's on Netflix. No, You no, can find great saying. cinema anywhere. If you haven't seen Klaus, I Lost My Body, those two are my favorite animated films of the year. If you haven't seen <coughs> Irishman, it's long and pretentious. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't kill me. But, um, no, I'm, I have not, my saying, I'm not saying Netflix movie as a negative thing. I'm saying that it's well, just one of those movies that you're, like, scrolling around on Netflix, and you're like, yeah, this looks pretty good. This is a good Netflix movie. Until it wins Best Picture. I mean, if it wins Best Picture, I'm going to be mad about it. Well, you know, and also to bring up another Netflix film that's great, I mean, Roma won Best Foreign uh, Feature, and that's a Netflix movie, so. Yeah, and, I mean, Netflix movie doesn't necessarily mean it's produced by Netflix. It's just, like, one of those movies you're scrolling around on Netflix, and you're like, yeah, this is a good one. Like, oh, I pretty good. Now I understand what you're saying. I'm gonna think it's a Netflix. Movie. I, I mean, get it, it now. though. It happens to be produced by Netflix. Yeah, it's like a fine Netflix. It, it's movie. a it's, it's like, a couch movie. Yeah, it's like yeah. if Love Actually were on Netflix, you'd be like, yeah, it's on Netflix. I have strong feelings. I love Love Actually. I mean, I also love Love Actually, I but like, I think it's a great like little Netflix yeah. movie. Like you just sit and you. Franny, movie rating. Wait, did Bridget give hers? Yeah, six, yeah. seven out of ten. Oh, sorry, yeah. did we interrupt you while you were saying something? I feel like I was saying something else. Shit. What were you saying? I mean, <laughs> am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. Fucking shit, motherfucker, bitch, dick, cunt. <laughs> I, I, fuck. They fuck. hate us because they ain't us. Say another one, Bridget. Say fuck right now. Fuck? Right now. Better. You say it with a fuck. question. She says everything with a question mark. She said fuck? <laughs> Should I say fuck? Anyway, fuck. Brady. Brady, <laughs> rating. What do you think? I thought it was near perfect. I so, loved it. So how, how are you going to give your rating? Are you going to do number, letter grade? Ooh. I think, I think numbers. I think it was like a, like a 10 out of 10 for me. Wow, that's Ooh. great. Honestly. Hey, you know, you, you, sometimes you see them. Uh, yeah. For me. I was crying and I was like, why am I crying? Like, I did not feel. It. it was just amazing. That way at Like all. for me, Jojo Rabbit this year is, is you know, like, that's up for, that's up there for me. So, I get it. Even though I, I can objectively see that, you know, no film's perfect. But, like, yeah. 10 out of 10 for you, I could see why that's a 10 out of 10 for you. Yeah. And I think it just, you know, goes off of a little bit of what I was saying, like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't reach. I need to plug it into somewhere else. Oh, no. My there, laptop there's an is extension dying. Cord. Minor technical difficulties. There's literally an extension cord, like, right behind you. Like, I don't know, I'm just plug it in. No, I mean, there's an extended cord, like, behind again. you. The white one. Right, yeah. I was trying to be nice. Please, I know, I'm just playing with you. Please keep talking. I love how we're doing this, like, we're actually, like, doing our tech checks in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> it, it, the notification that it was dying came up. Oh my gosh, maybe it was of laughter, because we're just so dangled. Are we? <laughs> right, this we're about to talk about Trump. That's right. So, oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, one but of the... what was your rating? Sorry, 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10, definitely. Hell That's yeah. really bold to me, but yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, mean think... I feel, bo- like, like, like you said, you feel things strongly. I feel very strongly about this, and if you yeah. if you, direction. If you guys I mean, follow... I don't feel like I hated it, though. Like, yeah. I obviously, I did not hate this movie. There were things that I really liked in this movie. Mm-hmm. If you guys follow us on a, a letterbox, we'll have under our written um, review at some point 
it'll have our numbers listed for every movie that we're going to review. Yeah. Yes. So if you guys are trying to like get like a quick review before you jump into the movie, you don't want to listen to our whole podcast, there will be the numbers listed on Letterboxd. Or letters, because I like letters. Or letters, yeah. We're going to put it in the, in the review written section so you can see all of our ratings. Yes. We won't get, do a cumulative rating because like she does it with letters and she's all... You know, you know, eat, pray, love, and doesn't care about the rules. So, <laughs> what does that even mean? To be, what does it, it mean to be eat, pray, love? I don't please. know, but pray I'm, pray I'm, tell. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> praying to love eating. Anyway, Franny. Um, what was I going to say though? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I was going to say that there are things that I really liked about this movie, and I don't want to, I don't want to come off like there are things that there's nothing I liked about it. Yeah, because yeah. like you said, like the score and the performances. And the editing was amazing. Cinematography was good, too. I mean, it, it wasn't was like, good. holy shit. No, it wasn't it was like, good. ah, but like, you There's know. a lot of scenes where they would do it, and you it, it's almost like that awkward thing where, like, you're sitting in a room, like a doctor's office, and the doctor's desk is just, like, a little too far away from you to feel yeah. comfortable. There were yeah. scenes, like, especially, like, when she was in, like, the lawyer's office, mm-hmm. Nora, and, mm-hmm. you, you know, there were scenes where it just had, it panned on the bathroom door, and she was inside the bathroom, and it was on it the whole time they were talking. Those yeah. those choices, interestingly, like make you feel the tension or the yeah. awkward, or even the awkwardness of the yeah. scene. I love that. But other than uh, that, like the cinematography was pretty good. Yeah, and like the I, scenes. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go. Um, something I wrote down was that like one of the scenes, the scene where they're fighting, I think was excellent. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, that was yes. incredible. Yeah. That scene was Amazing. so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, so so, so here's the thing too. Yeah, I know that that, that sucked, but um, we just rewound it because it was so intense. Yeah. That, yeah. the movie does this thing too where like, yeah, clearly they're upset with each other, but everything's kind of muted in the way that real people argue until yeah. that scene. Yeah, and right. And he yeah. says, I wish you would die. I wish you were dead, like in a way yeah. that Henry would be safe. Yeah, he was like, if I knew that Henry would be okay, I wish you would not only get an illness, yeah. but also get hit by a car and yeah. die. Yeah. And I was and, like, um, okay. And then her just like, you know, like, you're disgusting. I'm, you know, I never wanted this that. Like, I was like, repulsed by like you. That, like, she says, you're just like your father. And that conversation that, only yeah. happens when they're alone together for the first time. Yeah. Since she left New York. And it's like, right. they needed to say those things to each other. Definitely. He yeah. needed to tell her that he wished that she would just die. And she needed to tell him that... That she found him disgusting. That she, that he is selfish. And that he could never be a real artist. Because of how selfish he is. Because she needed to know, like, you were selfish our whole marriage. That scene is incredible. You're yeah. absolutely right. I yeah. can't believe we almost ended on the marriage story stuff before um, talking about that scene. Because that was incredible. Also, but the cinematography moment that I was... Referring there was when she goes into the other room. And he walks into his bedroom. And he, yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is his bedroom, yeah. And then he follows with her, but we don't follow. Mm-hmm. We stay behind, and it's almost as if we are watching. Standing in the room, yeah. Yeah, it's almost as if we are someone in the room, uh, be it, albeit a child or. Yeah, I was like, for people with divorced parents, it probably. Yeah. Like, something <laughs> I, some, something was I fucking saw. actually crying, so. That something was I saw in the negative reviews of this movie, because I was, like, looking at them, and I was like, I wonder what other people she, didn't like about it. She hates this movie so much, she's like, I want to hear what they hate about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to, for any movie I see, I like to know what people didn't like, and, like, and a lot of them were like, if I wanted to see two people arguing, <laughs> and screaming at each other for two hours, I'd just go home and visit my parents or whatever. No. <laughs> wow. Like, well, <laughs> but I think that plays in more to why it's so exact. Yeah, no. And like when he punched that wall, that was like a very. I said, oh, God. But All not, right. Not only the violent outburst, but 
Also, the dirtiest of the court, like Franny. Yeah. She very much related to it. Would you like to Definitely. Share? And just, like, showing, like, their lawyers, like, being sharks and, like, watching the parent, like, watching them, like, hear the shit that their lawyers were saying about each other. Fudge a lot of facts, lie. Yeah, fudge a lot yeah. of facts, lie, like, make a mountain out of a molehill, like, when they pretty much accused her of being an alcoholic because she had, like, a glass too much of wine and was right. joking about and falling the car on the stairs. Him, you know? And she the car seat yeah. him, exactly. And, like, it shows how things get blown out of proportion in that, realistically. Like, spoiler alert, my parents had a very messy divorce, and um, the court proceedings went on for a long time and everything, and, like, they're still, like, I can't imagine my parents in the same room, and I, it is I've 15 been with her years, for, 16 years later. I've been with her for almost six years now. We're going yeah. on six years. I've never seen them in the same room in my entirety of being with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so to was, give you an idea. Yeah, so it's kind of cool seeing two characters that are, like, going through a divorce. They still have, like, a little bit of love for each other. Because I don't think I ever got to see that with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> or just, like, the respect of each other as humans. Um, which I think was kind of cool that, like, they showed it going in that direction. Didn't just show, like, two people just hating each other. And, like, it showed the reality of it, too. Like I said, like... The court shit isn't neat and tidy and doesn't get wrapped no. in a bow. Like, that mm. shit is brutal. Like, um, for example, we had two custody battles in my life. Once when they first got divorced and a second time in um, early middle school, my mom was trying to take me to Michigan um, to go live with her boyfriend. And my dad fought again for custody. And during this time, my mom, who's a little... We don't, um, we, don't, we don't have to get into defaming, but there are but opinions. There's, there's definitely some opinions there. But, um, yeah, she um, wrote, which this is factual, this is not slander, she wrote emails to my dad pretending to be me from my email account saying how much I hated him and saying I didn't want to live with him. And it shows, like, I like how this shows how messy that can get. Mm-hmm. And, like... I like how they did everything for their kid, because that's not always the reality of it. And I think the movie, like, teaches us a lesson also to be like, you still have to, your parent first a divorce yeah, and a second. exactly. It teaches people in maybe divorce situations. Which is something I'm sure my parents, like, if they go back and redo, they would. Mm-hmm. Because they were more divorced people than they were parents. Well, at times, you know, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Not slandering them or like, anything. I love you them, can, but goddamn. And like, <laughs> and like, you can see too. Like they're both pulling their kid around. Yeah. To see these different lawyers, he talks about going to like eleven different oh offices with his God, mom. Yeah. And like, genius. And it's like that's your and like especially for Adam Driver's character, like that's your only time that you get yeah. to spend and it feel like with your sometimes. kid. <laughs> And yeah. you're in like in and like instead of you know having that quality time with him instead of like playing with him or doing what he wants to do, instead you're going to divorce lawyers with him in tow. Yeah, that means. And like in the in though this is an example of a thing that I like. This is both an example of a thing that I liked and didn't like about the movie. Like it did show like how the kid gets stuck in the middle, but then there was also times when it showed that a little bit too on the nose for me. 
like with the scene where they're literally pulling him between them, I was like, okay, like yeah, I get it, movie. So I get it. Yeah, I mean that's that is both like like visibly like metaphoric, but also like there are literal times where you will see kids wrapped around people's legs, holding on to people's arms. I just is like, because yeah. kids actualize their emotions more than yeah. Like, more, yeah. Like, like adults understand it's inappropriate to hold on to somebody as somebody else is trying to yeah. pull you. But a little kid is honest in his actions. And I've definitely seen that. Yeah, and oh, I'm yeah. sure I've done that. I once saw a child yeah. throw a burger at his mother's face. That's <laughs> the funniest thing <laughs> in the world. She had, she had, it was at Wendy's. She had ketchup and mustard all over herself. And she said, and he said, and I quote, and I'm, I'm quoting this because I, I was walking right by. He said, I want to live with dad. He's like a little kid. He threw a burger, an open burger, in her face. Children <laughs> actualize their yeah, emotions. Yeah, they do. So that scene isn't That's so insane. outlandish. Yeah, I like, just felt like it was just one of those examples where it like showed me something that I already knew. I mean, I completely took so, that differently. She's so raw and negative on this movie, and it makes me very happy. What do you mean? Because I'm it makes not, for a great conversation. I'm but not so negative. I mean, I like, would you even put it in your top ten of the year? I mean, God, I don't know. I, I like. I don't compare as much as maybe you do, but probably not. Like, if I had to sit down and make my top ten list, it probably would. Which be we it. will eventually. We will eventually we'll make a top around list. Oscar season. We'll all have our top ten lists on Letterbox. Um, but I saw that less um for of like the kid being dragged around, and more of um it's sort of like because of this child like scarlett johansson's character nicole um even when like adam driver uh pulls him he like uh the child grabs his mom and she's like pulled as well yeah so it like wasn't like more is like he's what's keeping them together yes yeah. that's what i saw because like Scarlet. The pour some water here, y'all. Johansson isn't like. That's an ASMR for you guys. <laughs> like Scarlet Johansson isn't pulling on the other end. Yeah. It's not like she's literally pulling him. Like I think that he's what's keeping them together, and he's what's keeping them linked. Mm. Yeah. Is I how like I that. read that. Yeah, I, like I think that's a good take. Yeah, and more proof that Madison maybe wasn't too overhanded because she drew something different from it. Destroyed. Because yeah. we like <laughs> talked about it a little bit. <laughs> Whatever. I just want to talk more. All right. So, um, <laughs> hey. all, right. all right, great. So anyway, we're going to take a quick pause. We'll be back in just a second. When we come back, we're going to talk about a different movie. I think we've bled this one dry a little bit in a good way. I think everybody's emotions are raw on the table. I think everybody, everybody talked about what they wanted to talk about in regards yeah. to this movie. Unless anybody so else when we come back, we're going to talk about Honey Boy. Yeah. Honey Boy? Honey, Honey Boy. Boy. Honey boy, Bridget has Bridget has something to say before we move on. <laughs> I forgot to mention this, but I feel like Adam Driver's voice is like the voice of someone in a documentary who doesn't want their like identity <laughs> to be revealed, <laughs> and so it's deepened. And I don't know why. That's it. Does sound like that? He's like fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, and you blamed me for it. <laughs> <laughs> hard on his tees sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I think that gives the good Kylo Ren vibes, though. I mean, he's very yeah. Star Warsian. Well, good so. for Kylo. Yeah. Good for Kylo Ren. <laughs> Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Also, Adam Driver, he's like, I don't even like boys like that, but he's like ugly cute. 
Like, he's one of those ugly, what does that even mean? hot guys. He's I mean, ugly hot. You don't like boys at all. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I said that. <laughs> oh, you! I thought you meant you didn't like boys like him, like ugly cute boys. I thought no, I don't like boys. Period. Sorry, wow. male listeners. Wow, you sorry to so many hearts worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, men. If I've broken your heart in this episode, please let us know. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you got no shot with Madison. She's off the table for you all. Sorry, men. Um. So I guess we'll just. But yeah, he's ugly hot. That's what I'm I guess, like, since we've already come Wait, back. Wait, I have to pee. Okay. We're gonna pause again, but we just had that, that, that thing to say about Soon we'll that be like a honey boy. Alright. You You're crunching chips, but we are back, baby. The water, the pour of the water, the crinkle of the chip that, That's our noise. <laughs> that's the back noise. The ASMR. I want to go to a high boy. It is not a high boy. What do you I mean, I one of my favorite podcasts, they do just make a slurping noise between stuff. Perfect. That's upsetting. That upsets you? You know, she's making my dog nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dog. I'll stop. But yeah, honey boy. Uh, honey boy? Is another movie that we saw. So much like how Honey, no, I'm sorry, Marriage Story was Franny's favorite movie of the year. Honey Boy is actually, I believe, Bridget's favorite movie, and maybe like in the contention for Madison. Yeah, it certainly is uh, is up there. So since it's in like barely the top ten for me, not that I didn't love it, you guys can lead with this one. I'll just interject when I see fit and call bullshit. (laughs) All right then. All right. Um. So, yeah, so Honey Boy, like, if you don't know, is sort of Shia LaBeouf's, I mean, not sort of, it is, Shia LaBeouf's, like, autobiographical, um, like, he wrote this movie, it's his autobiographical screenplay, and and Well, I do want to say this, though, he also did probably his best performance of his career in this film. Yeah, no, he did a great job. So, it's about his, sort of, life as being a child star, because we all sort of grew up with Shia LaBeouf, like, at least... You know, people our age grew up with Shia LaBeouf and, like, seeing him in, like, even Stevens for sure and then, you know, Holes and then Transformers and stuff like that. That one where he's, like, disabled and he has, like, that sister. I can't remember it, but it always made me I cry. still don't know what movie that is. It's, I can't remember what it's called, but, like... We've talked about it before and we He's, like, he's like a twin brother and his sister's, like, a normal girl and he's, like, a, like special needs, but, like, he, of course, is a heart of gold and you're, like... <sighs> She's crying, so. Yeah, yeah there was um, that as well. Sure. But, yeah, so, like, <laughs> but I think we sort of grew up watching Shia LaBeouf and subsequently watching him as he got older sort of have, I guess what you call, what you call like, a downward spiral. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, like, I'd say downward like, shot. Like, the whole yeah, downward shot. more bag thing. Which yeah. was an art installation, sure, but um, there, I think I've heard stuff, I mean, I'm just kind of, you know, total rumors he wrestled uh tom hardy uh naked yes um i I also heard that he spit into his hand aggressively before shaking it with um steven spielberg the second time they met after the indiana jones film so like their um their moment where they're trying to come back together and be civil he's uh spit chewing tobacco stuff into his hand 
Don't know if it's true or not, but if it is true, fucking metal. That's a metal move. That is a metal move. He also gave his Indiana Jones hat to Kanye West. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, there's like a lot going, there's a lot going on with him for a time. And so this is a movie that he wrote while he was in rehab about his, about his life and about his father, basically. And about his tumultuous relationship with his father throughout his childhood. And the thing that I find really interesting about this movie is that you, part of the movie is actually seeing him write this movie. So you sort of fall, you, it sort of takes place in two different times. It takes place in like the mid-90s when he's, in Jonah Hill's mid-90s. That is Jonah yeah. Hill, right? Yeah, mid-90s, yeah. In mid nineties, by Jonah. That's Hill. a great flick. I don't know if you guys. Have seen I actually it. haven't seen it, but, but anyway, it takes place in the mid nineties when he's sort of like on the cusp of his child stardom. Like he's maybe he's not quite there yet, but he's up and coming in this like Disney yeah. world. And then it also takes place in the present day, um, or close to the present day. Or close it should be to the present where he's. There's a great scene in the beginning where it's a montage of all the yeah. films he's been in. Yeah, but, I missed. But the reason, yeah, she missed because she, gra- she was grabbing his popcorn. She's a fucking gangster. Yeah, I know. Um, the no, lines no. at this movie theater, at this movie theater, which, um, you know, it, it might be an acronym, but the lines yeah. were really crazy at this unnamed <laughs> acron- acronomic, yeah. acronomic movie theater. Um, but um, uh, what I was saying with that, though, is you see in both that opening as well in later parts of the film, that because of rights issues, they can't expressively say what the show was. Yeah. But it clearly, there's a scene early on where you're seeing that he's starting um, in Even Stevens because he yeah. has that shirt and then the pie in the face. So this is around the beginning of Even Stevens is when it mm-hmm. picks up with this character. Yeah, he's really, he's just getting his start. Do you guys remember what his fake name was? Otis. Otis, yes. I was just thinking about that, actually. Yeah, Otis. So, yeah, there's so, clearly some rights issues and some life right issues that he had to work around, so. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, so you kind of get to see this movie in two different time periods. You get to see it in the 90s when he's becoming famous, and then you get to see it in the present day where he already is famous, and he's also dealing with his mental health spiraling downwards in his life, generally spiraling, spiraling downwards. Um, there's an incident which lands him in rehab, and... That's sort of where this movie begins in 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 its in its conception. Not not that the movie literally begins with him in rehab because it doesn't, but it be, it's it, this movie is you get to watch this movie being conceived. Yeah, in the movie, which is a really which, cool thing to do. It's yeah, like I really it, enjoyed that. I yeah, really he's in like a celebrity rehab kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like his coping mechanism for PTSD, which. It, you see him getting diagnosed with PTSD for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Because he's not even coming to terms with the fact that, like, that's something that he can be diagnosed with. Yeah. He, he's so self-blaming. Yeah. His, yeah. Char- his character, in reality, shy of himself, is so self-blaming. He blames himself for being always in rehab. And it's, like... it's, it's all self-done yeah. things. Mm. It's, it's all things that contain him. When, and I think it shows when they say PTSD, meaning that something was done to him versus yeah, him yeah. doing something. Yeah, he's uncomfortable. he had a traumatic experience. Yeah, yeah. he's uncomfortable and with that notion. With PTSD, like, you know, writing it out, it's, owning all those memories, like, like it's that's a so great hard. therapeutic thing to do. Yeah, yeah it's so very, hard. Um, he does that, and that's what formulates the movie. Yeah. Um, I think that is what makes this my top for the year. 
is just... Which there's still more to see for everybody. Right. For yeah. right Thus now, far. Thus far, this is my top of the year, and it's probably going to be very hard to beat. I just saw myself so much in this movie. Mm-hmm. I saw myself so much. Um, I was diagnosed with PTSD in July of 2018. My reaction, mine wasn't mad. I wasn't mad. But my reaction was very similar. It was like, I can't. That's That doesn't sound right. And it was very, it was very weird diagnosis. Um, it was just kind of like flippantly put, they're like, you have this, this, oh, and PTSD. And then I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah. hold on a minute. <laughs> what? This reading off a grocery list at this point. Also, yeah. hold up. You, you a dumb one. Like, like just reading everything uh-huh. off. That's horrible. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of <laughs> terrible, actually. Yeah. Um, and then That's I was definitely just kind of like... PTSD that they did that, literally. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it was just sort of like I had to deal with it on my own. Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> it just made so much sense later on. Like, once I came to terms, I'm like, shit, that's why... And so, like, when I was watching Shia, I mean, Otis... Yeah, yes. yeah. We gotta be clear about who Shia yeah. and who Otis. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Shia LaBeouf is in this movie. He plays his father in this movie. Yeah. Right. So like, there's Shia actor, and then All right. the so Shia standing. Lucas character. Hedges plays the older version of Shia. Yes. I don't remember yeah. the name of the younger one. I usually hate Lucas Hedges, but he was good in this. I, like, um, I mean, I think he's just. So I just feel he he's the best agent on the planet because <laughs> somehow every year he's like, "You're in the best movie of the year." I'm like. Fucking whoever his agent is, like, he or she does not get paid nearly enough. Mm-mm. Anyway, sorry. sorry. go on. We'll, okay. we'll call the character... Otis. Otis. Yeah. Yes. Um, but just watching Otis, like, have a reaction to that, like, I was like, holy shit, like, that was me. And, like, I don't know, it's not something I typically talk about. It's not, like that I talk about very much, but I don't know. And then going off of that, the facility that he was in, that felt like really very real to me as well. Um, because I was in a couple of, um, I was hospitalized a couple times. Um, and so like there is so much anger towards the people that work at these facilities, because we see Shia have so Otis. much. What? Otis. 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 I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You see, Otis. Otis. Get it together. Love, she's talking about some real deep, like meaningful shit. Everybody's like, it's Otis. It's <laughs> Otis, <laughs> Otis, you dummy. <laughs> you as I was saying, you would not want as previously. No, just kidding. Sorry. Anyway, uh, um, I'm also like so wrapped up. We sorry. all love Bridget. <laughs> yeah, we do. We all love Especially Shia. Me. Yeah. Go on. Um, but we see Otis, like, being so angry. He's just so incredibly angry. Yeah. At the beginning of his stint in rehab. And we see that he kind of directs that as the people that are working there. And, like, that's something that I experienced as well, because you... It's either you get angry at the people holding you there, or you get angry at yourself. And if you get angry at yourself, that means you have to change. Yeah, and true. Jesus <laughs> Christ, that's some heavy shit. You got a point. 
<laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just blown away by the level of, like, actual shit being said. Like, we were just talking about dumb shit five minutes ago, so. Yeah. Let me just get know. into this realism real fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, this is why this movie hit me yeah, so no, differently. Like, I could now, not say so, anything So, here's after the thing, too. Just, right just, off the bat, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but before I was talking, like, honey boy, I don't get why they like it so much, and then you throw this shit on them, like, god damn. This yeah. is a powerful movie. This is the first time. But yeah, I, I, like I just purely, I sheerly do not relate because in no way is this like a reflection of my life. Well, yeah, that's yeah. how but I am. Now I'm seeing story. the strength of the story within. So I just want to clarify real fast. <laughs> I think it's a great movie, but I understand now why they like love it so well, much. Well, like more. I think, I think something about it too is like. Shia LaBeouf does not have a, does not get a good childhood in this movie. Otis does not have a good childhood yeah. in this movie whatsoever. Fucking Christ. But I think right. even people who had this is something we were talking about like right after we got out. Like even people who had good childhoods can like relate to this. There's movie something, in some yeah. Way. And yeah. That, that, because, there definitely was that for me too. But. Because something that, that runs throughout this movie is that our parents are human beings. And because Which, they are human beings, they are going to disappoint us. That's why we there kind is, of tied this with Marriage Story, because that, that yeah, also... Yeah, it's yeah. About, uh, yeah, I mean, because because this movie is saying, like, there are going to be times in your life where your parents are not going to be there for you in the way that you wish that they would have been. They are not going to be the kind of parents that you wish that they were in the moment that you needed them to be. Because there's this really good scene where Otis tells his father, like, I need you to start being better to me. And like we all, yeah. we've all felt that way about our parents at one point or another because that's because our parents are human beings and human beings will disappoint you. And that sounds like nihilistic, which is not the kind of person I am. No, but, but, but like, but it's yeah. true because like they're they're human people, and they will not meet your expectations all the time of what a parent yeah. should. You as an individual would never want to be held up to the standard of I'm going to be the perfect person all the time. Right. Um, but I think that this movie, even though it does show like you know his dad's a human, his dad's also kind of. A Fuck. Well, yeah, oh God, yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, and they—they're not afraid to show that. Fun oh, fact no. about the uh, the film: there was a rights issue in the beginning when he was writing the movie, and he needed to have the okay to make it about his dad. So he lied to his dad and said that Mel Gibson was going to be playing to him. So his dad <laughs> signed the papers. <laughs> That's um, really. Funny. I I literally love that. And the thing is, you hear that story, and you're like, just from that story, you're like, okay, the character Shia plays and that guy in real life. They're the same fucking guy. Because like, that character in that movie would be like, Mel Gibson needs to play me because I'm a fucking star. Yeah, the character is like, this rodeo yeah. clown who yeah. isn't as talented as his son. And, and like, I, that just runs through the movie. Just yeah. that, Just that notion of him... Jealousy. ...feeling less than his son. Yeah. And, like, there's a... You know, there's just the scene oh, where so after they've had this big confrontation, he says, So like, haunting. Yeah, he says, like, how do you think it feels to have my son paying me? How do you think that makes me feel? And the response is like, well, you wouldn't be here if I didn't pay you. And that just like says everything about who that character is. Oh, definitely. Both of them are. You know, the, the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the negative and nihilistic thing that went then over Shia and for the rest of his life because he's like, well, this oh, person yeah. who's programmed to love me. No, no, no. I'm talking about Shia LaBeouf, the person. Shia yeah. The yeah. Person. Gotcha. Um, but I guess I could say the Otis character. You know, you're all right. I guess I could say that too. The character the movie yeah. is about, um, it's, you see that now when you hear stories about Shia LaBeouf, he's just kind of a douche, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, well, where do you think he learned it from? Yeah. And where do you think, you know, the person who's programmed to love him didn't love him the right way? And there's so many times in the movie where he makes it clear that he 
his father, Otis's father, makes it clear that he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I wish I could be somewhere else. You know? And, and like, you just, you see this character that he's playing and he's just like this supreme bullshitter for one. Like, mm-hmm. like, there's this really great line that I think is a little underrated in the movie. He's, a, his father is an alcoholic who goes to AA meetings. And he says, Otis says, even his AA shares are an amalgamation of other people's AA shares. So, like, you can tell that he just, like, sucks from people. Like, yeah. he just sucks what he needs from them. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see him do that, too. Otis is a young kid when he's, like, you know, his per diem, where is his per diem money going, you know? Mm-hmm. They're living out of this motel. Yeah. And yeah. he won't give him the love that he's craving, like, there's a point where Otis says, like, you won't even hold my hand, and that's true. And, yeah. and there's actually a great scene where you see them holding hands for a minute, and then mm-hmm. as soon as there's people around, the father's, like, ashamed to hold his hand. Yeah. Whether it be that he's ashamed to be his father, which I don't think is the accurate thing, I think he feels so much self-hatred, he can't even yeah. walk with his son in hand. Yeah. Um, he's like, he's like, I'm such a big piece of shit, I shouldn't even be doing this. I think that that's the takeaway from mm-hmm. the character, but maybe not. Yeah, and, and, and then another... right after that scene, he talks about his jealousy of his son, too, because mm-hmm. um, some girls, like, recognize Otis. Yeah. And yeah. he just goes in. He's, like, man, I wish I was you slinging all that. He says some fucking horrible, yeah. you know, white cis male shit, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so He's a very gross character. Yes. But, like, yeah. Shia LaBeouf plays him so well. Oh, yeah. my God, he's amazing. And he's then in the end so credits of the movie, you see good. these, like, old photos of them together, and he's, like, a dead ringer, which... Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, one of the things... That's, like, something I really liked about this movie is, like, there's so much power in playing the person who... Yeah, that's... Like, like playing your abuser. It's, it's, it's very much therapeutic. You can tell... Yeah, and, like, understanding his abuser on, like, a whole other level. Yeah. And, you know, he made this movie for the first person to pay for it with Amazon. I don't mm-hmm. know if he ever thought it was even going to hit the years, but it's such a master class that, of course, it yeah. did. Um, and right. even... It came twice, so mm-hmm. to give you an idea of... And um, I will say, too, that the director... I think her name is... Um, Alma Harrell, yeah, I think she, is how you say it. Yeah, he found her um, by watching some other film and like a, a documentary. So this like is a, her first narrative feature, and she was—I mean, seriously—the the, the direction of the color, in this movie was mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. the certain scenes of like the way it blended with music. You know mm-hmm. what words were muted, what weren't. I get that that's an editing end, but it's also very much a direction end. And then, yeah, and then there were just these. Scenes which either were dreams or felt very dreamlike. Like there were definitely some yeah, things that I was, were. I was so so on the dream stuff. I really liked them. Like just that like hazy sort of like, and then the like the the music in those scenes. It just like I don't know. It just like hit me different, dude. What what yeah. really was a great sign of direction was the scene where the um like the take a home take a dad home. Guy, you know the whatever the the guy who's volunteering. Oh, the yeah. life for Otis, uh, Big like Brothers. The yeah. scene where they're by the pool. He's take going, a dad home. Yeah, you know, take whatever. a dad home. You know, top whatever. Okay, I'll I'll start <laughs> that. Dad. I'll start that foundation Run right now. Run a father. Um, but he goes to the pool and just see where he's like grilling burgers. He's talking to him, and you can sense from knowing a little bit about this character. That he's not being genuine when he's like right. showing interest, like how's yeah. your sister, blah, blah blah this. But I don't know if the gentleman at the table knew until that quick turn. Yeah. And the way it was directed, and the rise of emotions, and the throwing the guy in the pool—that was great yeah. direction. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. As well as some great performing too. Oh yeah. yeah. 
So that was the scene where I was like, this is a real fucking director, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just... There are just so many shots in that movie and so many moments in that movie that just, like, impacted me. I cried several times during this Me movie. too. Oh, and earlier we were talking about, um, like, why don't you like the child actor marriage story? Because this child actor was fucking incredible. He was. And yeah, he, bar he was set older, though, so I think. Good. He, was, he was a little older, sure, but he's still a kid. Like, he was, yeah, yeah, he did so good. He's and, like, so there good. are some really, really heavy scenes, and you see him show a lot of emotion that feels genuine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, like, there are, and, like, I imagine that it's pretty hard for a child actor to do because you see, you have these scenes where he's, where Otis, the character, is acting. But he's also showing emotion that comes from his real life. Like, yes. there's a scene which which basically mimics a Disney Channel movie. Yeah, it was like a, I don't remember the one where he stole his little dog or something. Yeah, but regardless of what it is, where he's having this interaction with his on-screen dad. And it's the interaction he wishes he could have with, with his, his real, real father. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, that kid is acting on several layers. And let's not forget scene. about the meta of he is a child performer. Yeah. Playing a child performer being abused. Yes. He yeah. probably knows, if not, I mean, he's, I don't think he's that way, but he's probably seen in the industry kids yeah, that because, are treated like this. And, like, we, and it's just so interesting because we have this, because, like, every child actor almost has gone through some sort of scandal or has had a phase. Yeah. Like, you know, like a, like their Miley Cyrus phase where they, like, mm-hmm. you know, act out or whatever. Well, I, I always wonder if that's more about, like, is it from trauma always or maybe there's sometimes where a manager's like, hey, you have to define yourself as an adult. Go do these fucking yeah. crazy Yeah, and I think things. it sometimes it's both. Yeah. Like, but we see so many child stars who are, like... Macaulay Culkin's like the yeah, one, you know? or like uh, yeah. what's her name, Amanda Bynes, or like Amanda Bynes. What a that's a sad one right there. Yeah. yeah, and like and you just see see it happen where it's like it's an industry that hurts kids and you yeah. it, and you wonder why their parents are in it. There's but again, great... you never usually get to see the background of that. Right. You know, yeah, and that's that's honestly what is so great about this. Yeah, it's wonderful that like Shia is able to use this not only to be cathartic and help him work through his trauma but also to be more to help us as audiences be more critical of the industry. child star industry yeah. and especially if, if, if you, you guys want to be critical of the industry let me just say this real fast because I will forget because we get carried on there's a great documentary called An Open Secret Yeah, it's also kind of a secret so yeah, if you guys can find it, it's it's great. It's all about, like, um, you know, what the industry actually is. You know, a lot of the mm-hmm. sexual molestation stuff, um, it's really eye-opening. Um, that's something that, if, if you guys don't know about, you should watch. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. I thought about it during the movie, and I was like, wow, this is kind of an example. Not that he's ever sexually molested well, the film, but... No, well, he is, no, but... No, he is, but, he is it, but not by the industry. But it just shows, yeah. like... The vulnerability How exploitative of a, it is. The right. vulnerability of a child who's trying to please with his actions. You know, he's an actor. Yeah. He's trying yeah. to please everybody with his performance. And sometimes that, unfortunately, people take advantage of that mentality. So that's just one thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say now. I kind of <laughs> want to go briefly back to, like, Shia playing his father. Um, when I first, before I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, what, like... A great way to like help take back your power and from like your abuser and like kind of find closure but then after I watched watched it I don't really feel that way anymore I feel more like it 
might embody the fear of becoming your abuser. Mm. Um, yeah. Which is, like, so scary. Definitely. So scary. Like, I don't know. It's just the way, like, like that, him playing his father. It's like he's, like, reclaiming it. Like, you know, like, not, are, like... Are you, are you worried about, like, the destructiveness of, like, giving in to it? Or is that what you're saying? Like... I mean, I don't know. I'm like, like, saying it represents that. Like, I wonder if it represents that. I, I, like, I can see that perspective. I think the thing that gives... I think the thing that Shia, though, did really well in writing the script, mm-hmm. and then the character Otis did really well, is... At the end of the film, his... his the only version that we like of his father is in his mind. Yeah. 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 It never at any point says, here's the full human nature of this person, and here's this person redeemed. The character of his father isn't really ever redeemed. No. Right. I mean... And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I agree. And that's where I kind of go with the, him taking it back. If, if he had ended the movie with, oh, my dad actually loved me the whole time, which, you know, maybe that's true, maybe that's not. I don't want to get into that argument. But... That was not the message of the film. Right. And I think if it was, then maybe what you're saying would make sense to me. Yeah. But I think the difference in the fact that he's like, I'm going to play my father, and you're going to fucking hate him. And there's not going to be one moment where you're like, I like his dad. I can't think of a single fucking moment in the film where I like his father. And, like, even the moments that are... Human. Or Well, not even that, but, like, even the moments in the movie where you see, like, those are clearly happy-ish memories. Mm Mm-hmm. Are still tinted by the fact that his father is terrible. Yeah, like, like the, the weed moment. Yes. Yeah. So, like throughout the yeah. movie, you see it's kind of funny. It's it's kind of funny in that like it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. but like his father is growing marijuana on the side of the highway. Like that's objectively that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they go and they harvest it and they smoke it together. I mean, he almost like forces his Otis fucking like twelve year old to child. to take a hit of this it, joint and like. And, like, even though that that was a moment where they felt connected and close together, like, like you, it's still tainted. And he's, like, getting that, like, physical, like, love from his father that, like, he doesn't that normally con- get. That physical like, contact. And, yeah, and, like, and he's, they're, like, they're, sitting in his father's arms, which doesn't normally happen. Right. he's just going along with emotions. And, like, there's something to be said about, like, rewarding with, like, physical. Yeah. Like, even if it's not in a sexual way like Hutch is just for a lot of people it's like really important yeah there's endorphins yeah, yeah. And, and you can tell it's like something that Otis wants yeah it's like the one time they held hands so then he took his hand away I'm just very yeah. excited to say my next thing because this is something I thought about in the movie and have not said out loud once what? yet the relationship his father has with him is almost surrogated a version of the relationship that his rodeo clownness had with that chicken yeah. yeah. And it's Holy so shit. obvious. Yeah. Yes. Even the fact that he's being led by the chicken in all these dreams. Yep. And all these yeah. situations where his father's like, this is my, this is my moment. That chicken was blah, blah, blah. And literally almost making comparisons. Like, you're my new rodeo pet. Yeah. And yeah. that's something I didn't think about till after the film when I was like, why was the chicken so representative? Like, we already knew the father was a fucking loser, essentially. I mean, that, you know, not to be too harsh, but fuck him. He was kind of a loser. And yeah. seeing that he was a rodeo clown, like, obviously, an insurance point of that. And I was like, why was there so much emphasis on this chicken? 
because Shia as as a man, Otis as a character, whatever it is, yeah, is very much like the replacement. Like he's using this creature that has a strong relationship with him to make money. Yeah, and like in the in when you hear him talk about the rodeo clown business, like he just sets it up for the chicken to do the work, and like mm, exactly, yeah. yeah, and like he is that chicken, and that chicken is in the the like poster for the film. Yeah, it never. Right. I mean, make, call me like dumb, call me a layman with with <laughs> with film, but I it did not connect for me uh, until after the movie, and then I forgot to bring it up till now. Yeah, no, I mean that's yeah. something that like I was kind of on the edges, but like not a thought that I ever articulated. Yeah, but I never, yeah, I never even thought about that. That's so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's true, and like yeah, that chicken is. Point is symbolic throughout it. And then, like, yeah, you see him following this chicken wherever it leads him in the dream sequences Mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, And, like, uh, another thing with the touch thing, too, which is interesting, is, like, those scenes where he's interacting with... I don't know... I don't know if that character had a name. I think she did. Um, She definitely has a real name because it happened. Well, yes, but, like, I think she... I was wondering if we were going to touch on that. I was hoping we were. Let me get back Um, to you on that in a moment. But, yeah, it's FK... FKA Twigs? Is that the, the name of the actress? Yes, I think so. Um, when he interacts with her characters. Franny's falling asleep right now. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are over there. Um, it's very I'm not, late at I'm night. interested. It's very late at night. Yeah. She's literally entitled Shy Girl. Shy Girl. All right. Also, I knew I, that was Martin. Martin Starr was in the movie. He looked a little filled out. Good job, Martin. I'm just throwing that out there. Who did he play? It looks like he's doing leg day. He was like the one of the counselor people at the oh, end. Oh, that like he yeah. told so, told him to go yeah. and scream. He's the gangly nerd from Freaks and Geeks. He, oh. he looks good. He looks filled out. He's hitting them dumbbells. But like, yeah, his interactions with her, like you don't. It's it's heavily implied that they have a sexual relationship, which is well, I mean, they're literally kissing, yeah. cuddling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, which is not okay because he's a child. You never see anything explicit right. happen, but you you know that this yeah. is what's going on, and like. That that's very like touch centric for him, and yes, and and it's very interesting because you see like those are the moments when he gets to be a kid is when he's interacting with this older person who's taking advantage of him. And I actually have a question too: Does she know? Like, is she just a child molester, or does she know that he? I mean, she still is a child molester in the situation. Like, regardless, but does she but, know about his his feud, his like fleeting fame? Like, does she know that he was on the Disney Channel? I don't know. That was she, she I doing it for money? But she did like, get money. He she did he did give her money. Yeah. And so, like, that big... I mean, she has to know that he has it if he's giving her money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but... then the question is, like, how much, like, on the later end of it was about money or was it about genuine companionship? I think she's also not 100% there. Sure, but every, even <laughs> the most like, not 100% people there have motive. So yeah, there's gotta yeah. be sure. a reason. I I wish he had touched more on it. Why? Well, I think I mean, he... I, I like that he did. In his jaded mind a little bit, you know, and, and, what, and the fact that it's his past... He might, you know, inaccurately look at some of those things as not being as bad as they were. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, and really it's almost re- reflected relatable. in the film. Yeah. Yeah, those were like, like the moments when he got to be a kid and he got to and experience joy. That makes it so much worse, yeah. Worse because she is definitely taking advantage of him. She Absolutely. is definitely Yeah, he's, she's definitely an adult. Yeah. And he's definitely a vulnerable. child. I just like how well this movie portrayed abuse in general. Mm-hmm. I agree. Not just from him, but also from the dad. It portrayed, like, the emotional and the physical really well. And, um, like, just, like, the phone call thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was a really good... Yeah. 
That was really good because, like, that's also, like, in Marriage Story, was super realistic to how parents actually interact with their child, like, through a divorce and everything and, like, through not being together. And I like how it kind of took away, like, from how he was idolizing his mom. Mm. And, like, she's, like, this, like, not present character. You don't even see his mom once. You only hear her voice through that phone call. And it shows that, like, she's not a good character. Like, she's not a good influence in his life because she's not even there, first off. Second of all, she's participating in this horrible act of, like, throwing their child in the middle of their fight. Not only that, not like, throwing the child in the middle of their fight, but throwing their child to the wolves of the industry without being involved. Yeah. And she knows the kind of person his father is. Exactly. Yeah, to, yeah. She talks about how her his dad, like, like molested her, like, and, like tried to rape her yeah. in a car, and yeah. she had to, like, get out. Like, Which she says in front of their kid. Like, she tells him that. And, yeah. like, and, like, you see that Otis knows about his record of... Yeah. Yeah, Otis talks yeah, because about he talks he says, like, who's gonna hire assault. a film. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, that was yeah. pretty shit. And, like, and to, to, like, know that you either are conceived or could be conceived, I don't think it implies that he did that to his mother. I think that was a different person. In no, the phone it was call, the same. In the phone call, yeah. Yeah. In the phone call she, like, it's, it's mentioned. Yeah. Oh, really? So it was his mom. I mean, not, not to say that's the only person. I mean, clearly he had that weird moment where he was looking at Shy Girl and he was, like, doing his fucking bullshit on the bike. But... Yeah, but yeah. I thought he, like, there was a scene where, like, some girl jumped out of a car. I don't think that was that his mother. That was his mom because they talked about it on the phone. Yeah. She was talking about it on the phone when she was talking to Otis and um, having and, like, Otis, like, repeat. She's okay. like, well, you made me jump out of a car, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then Maybe later I he heard. talks about it in the A meeting and was like, I basically, or I almost raped the girl and, like, she had to jump up. But, like, I can't even imagine the idea of, like, being, like, what that would do to you, knowing that you were potentially a child that was conceived out of abuse. Yeah, and, like, in one way or another. The thing that I found really interesting about that phone call, too, is, like, he's not just relaying the message. He's, he's like, imitating acting. his father. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, like, he's, and like, he even... He's like, imitating he's, his mother as well. Yeah, and he's, like, always performing. And he has to perform for his parents. Yep. And he has to, you know... Yeah. Yeah. And, and he doesn't know how to not perform. You know, and what's crazy is that that level of abuse, it, it almost makes you, like, not overlooked, but just kind of, like, the physical abuse in the film is, like, almost an underlying thing. Like, it's a half like a measure. Yeah. You know, because yeah. there's moments where he's literally whooping his kid's ass. Like, yeah. punching him. And that's, I mean, that was sad. And But it didn't resonate with me as much as the emotional. I think that was a yeah. part of the director. Yeah, really yeah it hits you harder when he said when he basically tells him, like, you're a clown, you're nothing. Because people underplay mean. emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People oh, yeah. really do. People don't and take like, it seriously, especially when it comes to children. And that's why this film really is, is very successful in that yeah. it, it makes you really empathize with characters, especially. Oh, definitely. It's significantly Otis, like specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about what we love about it. I'm going to mention some things I don't like about it, but okay. not, to, not to yuck on anybody's yum. Yeah. I think the movie well, the is... the second time you've used that phrase. I love that phrase. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. But um, I think objectively... Uh, I don't think the film's ending is incredibly strong because it's very sudden. Yeah. And ironically like, enough, we're, we're talking about how uh, long Mirror Story was. I think Honey Boy should have been longer. 
I wish I, I, I felt that way as well. Especially since you have a wealth of the abuse that went on, or the, the effects of the abuse that went on through his adulthood. I mean, he very clearly was dealing with things while coming up and being the Transformers guy and all that. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see the kind of people he surrounded himself with to that bred into like his success as well as the people that didn't help him when he needed them. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the movie ended in a good place because I think that ultimately he set out to make a movie about his father, mm-hmm. and he says that in the movie, and it's actually it's actually like the very last line of the movie, and it's my favorite line oh, of the movie. Me too. Is he says, "I'm gonna make a movie about you, Dad." This, he says this to his father like in a dream yeah. sequence. And his father's, like, in his full, like, rodeo clown makeup. It's really great. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to make a movie about you, Dad. And he says, make me look good, honey boy. And, like, that's, like, the last line of the movie. And I Which think that's great. a perfect last line. Yeah. But and I, then you have the credits for a little bit. I don't know if you caught this because you left the theater before us. Mm-hmm. But after the credits roll a little bit. Yeah. There's a scene of him, like, as a child on the, on the bike. No, I saw that. Okay. I was, well, I was I standing in the hallway. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> You, you, um, you standing in like the hall like area coming yeah. down I always do that I always am like I'm about to leave and then I hear something I'm like I just stand totally. there and watch yeah. but um no I agree that there was like that was a good ending but I think that there is middle ground there and I feel like a lot of the results of his abuse is an important part of the story too I yeah. think if we had seen how he handled that as an adult before rehab that could have been incredibly effective I mean like and it, yeah. it could help you empathize with people that you don't understand a little better, too. Like, you don't know what's going on in somebody's life. Yeah. I think that seeing him in the moments where we hated him, like, you know, with, like, the whole, like, bag on his face thing, mm-hmm. or yeah. the pulling his tooth out before the Fury film, all the crazy shit he did, when we have that knowledge now, we empathize better. And maybe yeah. it would help us empathize better with performers or people who are drawn in a terrible way. Yeah. He I, missed yeah. that opportunity blatantly in this film. And he talks about, like... How, like, when he drinks and, like, when he started, like, using and all that, he became his father. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. he, like, says it as if, like, his father possesses him. So, it makes you think that, like, that crazy stuff that he's done in, like, the eyes of the media. I mean, cause... In his head, he thinks he was his father at that point. I mean, I don't think he literally thinks yeah, that. But, I know, but, you know, but yeah, it's, like, like, it's about how not, like, who I am. He, like, the other thing more too is... that to his father than to himself. We didn't see him and how we reacted to becoming one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. Yeah. There was a point where you couldn't fucking see a movie without Shia LaBeouf in it. Like, he was the guy. And I wanted to see him react to that because he was so desperate for, you know, admiration and and being noticed. How did he take it when he actually got it? We don't really get to know. We we can speculate on what we've seen in the film and, and how he's in rehab. But I think and that another, like, 20, 30 minutes with that yeah, would have solidified this movie for, like, a top five for me for the year. But as a result, we got a smaller movie, and it, granted, it's a good amount of, like, it's a good thing that it was small, but to only have the set, the the hotel, or the motel, the set, the motel, the rehab center, like, the same three locations made it feel really small, which, you know, I guess that's what they were going for, but I think the gravity of who Shia LaBeouf was as a person could have brought more, like, epicness to the film, and that would have also been more effective in us understanding who he is. I think um, I'm going to disagree with that. Though the, the, though the ending felt abrupt, I actually don't think that it was Because, remember, the bad ending doesn't ending. have to not... I'm not saying the ending's bad because of the yeah, no, actual I mean, ending. I think it could have come later in the movie, because, remember, this ending doesn't happen 
instantly after the events of the other part of Yeah, no, yeah. But I think that, like, I think it's almost wise on his part to not include that because that's almost the Shia that we know. I mean... And I think that we already have... But I think the film shows we don't really... Because we knew the even Steven Shia and that's what the one... That's the one we saw. Well, yeah, but I think think my point is that, like... I think that he... I think that keeping this movie small really, like, did something for it. I think that if it was too big, it would almost be like he's trying to... To rewrite recent history. For me, and it's like yeah. he's trying to retcon his own past. Whereas well, like by taking it farther to the past. By taking it to make it about solely this one experience. For, for me, I, I wish it would have been. I think, it, I think that does it for me. I wish it would have been a full story. Like if you read the Bible, you get 13 to 30. And I feel like there's a lot of juicy bits mm-hmm. in between. If you're, if you're someone. You know, just as an example of a story. Like that is such a huge jump. And this film kind of did the same thing where you saw him in his yeah. beginning, you know, in his genesis. You saw him turning in mm-hmm. to the to the man he was going to be. And then you instantly saw the man who was seeking change and seeking, like, some sort of, you know, healing. We didn't see the man in his, his full constructive, like, absolute batshit horrible situation yeah. for more than just a one to two minute montage. I mean, and I like, almost feel like we didn't need to see that. And I almost feel like it's... It, like, that, that, that falls totally into a matter of... Yeah, I think that's so just too. What but I, I think for that. him, it's like, you know, you don't get to come and see this movie because you want to know about how crazy I am. This is a movie that he made for himself, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that he think, thought that people were going to see this movie. That's, I think that's that, definitely I true, think yeah. that he made this movie because it was what he needed to do. And I don't think he wanted people to come and see this movie because it's like, oh, let's all, let's all go see how crazy Shia LaBeouf really is. And so for that yeah. reason, I really liked it being focused on his childhood because that was the pain that he needed to work through. I just, he knows why he is the way that he is today. I still feel like, even with that in mind, there are there are things missing. <laughs> there, and not, not from the narrative itself, but from the the writing perspective of I know we were just talking about reincorporation. There's some of that in there. But just, just elements of, like, an actual plot line. Yeah. This was very fast. There wasn't a mm. lot of, you know... I'm not saying you should, it should have been a standard three-act structure. But we just saw him as a child and the abuse. And then him as the adult and the pain. I feel like it just made him almost not a full character. You know, yeah. you can relate to the pain and the empathy, but you are missing out on so much more because a child can't articulate everything and, and feel everything like an adult can. True. And also, you don't see him facing realness or any sort of reality. And maybe that's, you know, a talk on, like, performers, but he went from being a child, being abused, to being an adult, hardened, and just finding his way. But there was never any point of, like, I'm on my own now. And I think that that's a big part of, sh- of his life as well as anybody's life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was. All, like, I think in a way he was always on his own. Maybe emotionally, and like, and but, that, but, but I'm talking about the terms of do. like acceptance of like this. My life is just mine because in the film, he cares for his father. He's like his father's almost like his caretaker. I wanted to see the damaged Shia dealing with having to be responsible for his own actions and being yeah. an actual person person in other words seeing what the abuse caused 
More I so think the question is, minutes. has he... Has he himself unpacked that yet? And also, like, is question. that is that the story that and like it's? I don't think that's the story he wants to tell. Sure, I think, sure. No, yeah, I and I also don't think that he wanted to make a movie about himself. I think he wanted to make a movie about his father. Well, I think, and that's what he tells us. He says, "Dad, I'm going to make a movie about you." Sure, and but I, I think it's I think it's fair to say that the movie about his father is also about himself, just in the relation of the two. Well, characters. yeah, but I I think that like adding in all that stuff, like there isn't anything that I would add to this movie. Nothing. Like, like as far as plot-wise goes, mm-hmm. no. Um, so, kind of what, going off what you were saying, Logan, sort of from a trauma standpoint, like, sometimes, for me, it can easily feel like it's just now and the time that the abuse took place. You mean like a, like a, like a time skip, like you just kind of... A lot of people talk about with abuse, like, they just kind of go back to that moment, like, instantly. Oh, yeah. I mean, that definitely happens. And that that may be the point. I I see what you guys are saying. I think this is just a matter of opinion. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Um, But I kind of feel like, at least with Shia's, that, like, well, not Shia's, but, like, with this film, that, like... I mean, it is Shia. He wrote the film. He didn't direct it, but it's very much his film. Oh, definitely. I feel like... It was definitely, like, you know, we have now, and then we have when the abuse started, and, and, you know, the abuse was happening, and there's nothing else. And definitely for my life, I feel that way, and a lot of times, like, I can, like, there's now, and then there's what happened, and nothing else is as influential in my life as what happened. And there's nothing I think about more than what happened and now. And, like, those are the two big points. I think, uh, I think the film, um, it, it, well, there's, there's two ways to look at it, right? If we're talking about a, a, a therapeutic and message-filled film, this film is one of the better ones you can see. Mm-hmm. But in, as far as a narrative that is entertaining... It's not very much so, but that's okay because that's not what it's trying to be. But for me, it was it was so much in the other direction that it, it, it doesn't come off as mediocre. It's still great. It's just not as amazing as it could be, in my opinion. I don't know that I was necessarily like I wouldn't say that I wasn't entertained, but maybe no, I'm not saying I'm not entertained. I'm entertaining saying, is maybe the wrong word as far as what, so far as I was yeah captivated yeah. by this movie. And I felt very invested in this, and I was, like, very emotional throughout this movie. And, oh, I mean, yeah. yeah this right. is... it's, it's almost like, for me, it's almost like, because there's, there's heavy emotional films that I have, like, better regard for. I think what it is, is by that huge time lapse, though it's purposefully what he's trying to do, it feels like there's information being hidden from me as a film goer. Yeah. And granted, it is, because it's none of my fucking business. I mean, he wants to make the movie he wants to make. He's not going to give us all the details for whatever reasons he may have yeah but as far as like finding the film in and especially with how engrossed you are in the film it just felt like okay we had a great first hour and then the last 30 minutes were good but i just knew that it was ending and i didn't have everything i wanted doesn't make it a bad film i think it's a great film i just for me marriage story was better i yeah i 
strongly disagree. Yeah, exactly. It's and like, just like stylistically, this movie was so good. And oh, I think yeah. it's also a matter of do you do you value a movie that is that is trying to be highly entertaining mm-hmm. and that is trying to you know tell you a neat story, or do you value a movie that is trying to be the absolute best stylistically of what it is. I, I will say this. And I think that that's like a fundamental what do you enjoy question. And it's like, do you, do, do you value style in the way that things are done and how things are told over what is actually being told? So, that's definitely part of it. I think the other thing is, I I, uh, I saw another film with Lucas Hedges, which is Wings, so I'm not going to get too into it. But it shares a lot of similarities in the way it was shot and the kind of story it was being told. And for me, I left that movie and it felt complete. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I left Honey Boy, it it just wasn't complete. Uh, amongst everything else, no matter how much I loved it or disliked it, I just felt like there was something on the cutting room floor. That's me, though. So so for me, you guys want to get into ratings? Uh, well, I will say this in, in response to that just okay. a little bit. Like, you know, the story isn't complete. Especially when it's someone's real life, mm-hmm. like it's not complete, and it's not, and his, and his, and his path is not ending mm-hmm. when this movie ends. And so, like for that reason, like, so I, so I guess movie... I'm talking about the story. You, you yeah. Too. Okay. Then let me change my words. I don't think the film was a complete film mm. as a whole of what a film should be, and what what I want out of it, not what everybody else thinks of it. I'm talking specifically from my point of view. Yeah. What I think a complete film should be, this movie had elements of that missing. Now, still, we're talking about it like I hate it. I, no, I, I don't fucking think you hate loved it. it. I love this movie. I just wish there was more of it. And that's valid. Yeah. I just want that. Well, I just wanted to say that that's completely valid. Yeah, because I, I don't have any defense on my side. Franny is falling asleep the whole time. She is. She is. I'm okay, so since Franny is falling asleep, I agree. Let's do ratings and okay. then call it a night. Yeah. So what's funny is I rated Marriage Story an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Honey Boy is like a strong 7 out of 10. Like I'll even go with the decimal, even though I hate that. Like it's 7.5. Mm-hmm. The thing for me that doesn't meet is that lack of yeah. for me. So where do you have it, Franny? I have it probably like a... 7 out of 10. Not the point five, just a 7. It's so, it was so funny, because like, before we saw Marriage Story, that was your favorite movie of the year, yeah. so she's much more critical than me, I guess. It's definitely gone down. I really like it. I do like the fact that it was so, like, hit home with, like, the abuse stuff, and, like, actually did it well, and did it right. I mean, you know, not did it... You gave me a face when I said No, I made well. a very loud drinking noise. I was like, oh. Uh, I thought you meant, like... Yeah, because nothing about that's good, but it was shot well and it was yeah. played out we portrayed well. Yeah, it was well. portrayed out well and not offensive. Um, I really liked the character of Otis, and like I do like the symmetry of him playing his dad. So yeah, about a seven. If if I was doing like eight, the Academy eight. Awards, I would I would say that Shia LaBeouf is the best. Supporting actor of this year. Oh yeah, hands down, hands down. no questions. Yeah, Correct, fucking yeah. Tom Hanks with his bullshit. I'm yeah, I know. It. And the, Brad the, the Pitt, thing that main me, character. Like the thing about this movie too is that like if this came out like 
like last, last year. year. It would have won be best the best picture. movie of the year. Yeah. But the like, films are too good this year. The movies yeah. are just too good. Yeah, this would have wiped Green Book off the fucking map. And I like Green Book. I'm I not saying I hate the, it. All the Oscar The movies, they're just, they're just too good. Yeah, they really are. Um, Bridget? So, mine is probably either a 9.5 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. Um, I really, really related to Otis. Um, and I thought that his depiction of abuse and grooming and um, of PTSD was very spot on, very perfect. I loved the aesthetic of it. Mm-hmm. The actors uh, were all phenomenal. Very dreamy, this movie. Yes, I love it. Um, and I just really had, I wouldn't say a good time, but captivated time. But you had a, time. Time. a meaningful yeah. time. You you had you had you all like, had big emotions afterwards. Oh yeah, I, I, I was the most calm person. Like I couldn't, home. I like I just didn't even have any words. Yeah. Um, I would give this movie an A. Wow, an A. That's <laughs> yes. that's strong. Dang. I love this movie. I mean, like, I just like, I just, what felt so many emotions when I was watching this, and then, just yeah, just stylistically, and the it creates this mood and it creates this atmosphere, um, this sort of like dreaminess at times, and then at other times it's like harshly real, and I really and I really really like that for it, and I really think that like. In terms, in, in in a sense, like, this was the movie that he, that Shia LaBeouf wanted to make. And this is the movie that he needed to make. Mm-hmm. And, like, just to see that was really good. And I think yeah. that, and I think that if I have to contrast it to Marriage Story, I think that Shia LaBeouf in this movie was able to play and portray himself unflinchingly. Yeah, I would say this. And say um, that this is like, this is who I am, this is what happened. Whereas, you know, Charlie in Marriage Story, who's like very, who, who really is like the director, writer's, you know, self-insert yeah. character. Yeah. You know, that's 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 him as he went through his divorce. Yeah, I don't think there's subsequent... any debate in regards to Shia's performance. It's yeah. the best, out of the two films, it's like, it soars over. And that's yeah. why... I, I know that Shia's probably not going to get nominated. But he that, should. But not only should he get nominated, but he, he should win. Yes. But yeah, so I think, I think that like in comparison to how they told the stories of themselves, he told the story of himself in a better way. And he told this, this story of, you know, what it means to be a person and to be a flawed person in a way that like resonated with me far more than marriage story did like this, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I just, I just like felt like deeply connected to this movie in a lot of ways. And I think that's really what did it for me. Also have to say that scene where he goes into the woods and screams is like one of my yeah. favorite scenes. I've almost forgot to, yeah, I was thinking about I this. love so, to scream. Yeah. Like, she does. My most cathartic, if I if I need to get some shit out of my out of my chest and lungs, um, I definitely will just go in my car and start driving and then just scream yeah. really loud. And so like just seeing him do that was like yes, like you needed that, buddy. I feel you. Dat me. You gotta let it go. Dat me. 
So yeah, that's is that it? Yeah. So real quick, I want to mention at the end of this, um, you guys can catch all these like our letter reviews on Letterbox. Yes. Um, and, you know, so that's saying this film as well as the films that are going to come up later in case you don't have time to like see it before you go see the movie. Um, also, just to, like you know, keep a conversation between everybody. We're also um, I don't know if we'll have the Patreon up. But if we do, it's going to be linked in the description. Definitely yes. go there. If you guys enjoy what we do, we want to do it full time. Yes. And we'll be able oh, to make yes. more content if you guys donate to our Patreon. So um, thank you for listening. I uh, think... Regardless, if you have thoughts, leave a comment. Send yeah. us an email. I'll put the email address in there. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And um, the other thing, too, is uh, I think the next video, I don't know if it will come up before or after this, but we're going to be doing... Jojo Rabbit and Lighthouse together, and yes. everybody's got strong opinions. Franny's asleep, but she Franny's, fucking hated Franny's Lighthouse. Yeah, I yeah, hate she'll get it. Don't talk about it. Don't, don't talk about it yet, because bar. we're gonna save it for next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.